This is episode 752 for August 2022. And you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas. That opening song is by Alice Cooper singing Identity Crises, which is what we're going to be talking about on this episode of Spider History. Going back to the 90s and that time Spider-Man put on all those various costumes uh, just to sell books. <laughs> Uh, before we get to the episode, I want to thank people that made it possible for you to listen to it. They logged on to patreon.com slash crawlspace, and they uh, pledge each and every month to help pay the bills, and they also get some nice perks like exclusive episodes, uh, early release episodes. They also get uh, swag, crawlspace t-shirts, crawlspace stickers, coffee mugs. They get an exclusive spider satellite episode each and every month. And they get their name right in front of the uh, audio versions, and they also get uh, their names in in video form in front of our live stream broadcast. So, a big thank you goes out to Toby Z, Symbiobro, Stuart, and Steven. And I also want to thank uh, Gene, Ghost Spider 2018, JR. We got Robert Scott Venkman, Beautiful Vosh, Adam I, Adam W. We've got Brian, Christopher, Frazetta Hulk, Frederick, Jacob, James, Jesse, John P., Josh, Kelly, Laura, Noah P., O-Force 33, Ryan, Sarah, Scott F., Scott M., Will, hashtag something good for you, AJ, Andrew, Anthony, Craig, Dow, Datboy, Donnie, Jeffrey, Hafskimo, I'm going to skip this one, Ira, Jay, JB, Jared, John M, Curtis, Mitzi86, Nick, Patrick, Ryan, and Sailor Sega. Again, they logged on to patreon.com slash crawlspace and got some cool stuff and helped support the site. All right, our spider history for August with JR is coming up right now. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to our August Spider History Podcast with the man, the myth, JR. Ooh, pouring one out for life. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, it, The screen said the host may add you at any time. Be ready. And I didn't take it seriously. So, <laughs> the host is here. The You're host pouring is one out. Have uh, you recovered from the last 30 days uh, of us well, uh, mourning Lance Bannon's death? Man, I had to. I had to rush through the facade saga in 55 minutes or something like that. <laughs> we went long. We, we missed the Facebook thing. It said, nope, you didn't start within 10 minutes, so I had to restart it. Oh, anyway, it, it's oh. going. Uh, Mr. Comics beat both of us. He was first. Oh. Ryan is ready. Ryan is really excited. He loves Identity Crisis. So, um, Boy, I tell you, Ryan, thing. I'm probably not going to do it justice because I didn't have enough time to read it uh, whatever so. your your half ass is some people's full effort. <laughs> well, well, well uh, wait a minute <laughs> i don't half ass any of this regardless well, you, of you three quarters ass all <laughs> right we got b rich watching from kansas city what's up how are you buddy um how are the royals doing this year by the way i wonder I don't know. Ryan says, I actually did a report for my old costume class in college on the style used of the four IDs and got an A on it. Well, there you go, Ryan. Wow. Um, do we have to show proof of identity to listen to spider history? Nope, you don't. You don't. Uh, let's see. You will kick ass and take more diet Mountain Dew, says Ryan. So it, we alluded to it. We're tackling eight issues in this po podcast. 
Identity Crisis from 1998, huh? Yep. Eight issues, boys and girls, and here they all are. All right. Because I'm going to have to go through them just like you at this time. <laughs> but <laughs> I, you read know, them. I, I, it's been a long time, but I, I would tell you, I, I will tell you. Um, yeah. I, um, I, as I flipped through some of these just to get the idea of what was going on. Um, now, I did not like Sensational Spider-Man. I, I did not like um, Dezago's. I think Dezago was the writer for most of it, right? Yeah. yeah. And the artist. Start off, start off with um, Dan Jurgens. Remember? Oh, okay. Oh, that's yep. right. It did because mm-hmm. yeah, it was the uh, it was supposed to be the Ben Riley, you know, yep. or it was well, it was Dan Jurgens' book. I mean, it right. was cre- it was it was created for him. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think who is the artist on this one, because- Mr. Ringo, man. Yeah, Mike Ringo. Now, Mike Ringo was a very popular artist, mm-hmm. uh, very well liked by a lot of people, and unfortunately, yep. prematurely passed away. Not I, a fan I got, of his. Art. I got. I liked his art. It, it yep. it's kind of cartoony, but uh, so is what's his name that just did amazing with uh, Spencer. Um, he's on Hulk now. Fans, you can help me out. But I got the I got to go to a panel in Chicago with Mr. Ringo. He he was sitting at a table and he was talking about being on Spider Man. He was drawing, and he he passed away way too early. But uh, yeah, what, I what did was it cancer or like a heart attack or, or I forget. It, but I I dug it. Some people don't, but I I dig that that uh, his art. So so that's what we start off with. This anyway. is on Marvel Unlimited. If you want to read it with your Otley, thank you very much. Otley, I couldn't think of Otley's name. So. But as I, as I was able to thumb through, thumb, thumb through ice, there we go. I was able to thumb through some of this. I realized that how much I liked this era of Spider-Man actually, um, because right before it was, it was in the, uh, the post clone saga pre reboot. And, you know, Brad and I, you and I have talked about it too, how, you know, like we also liked, like, you know, when Spider-Man was done by Bagley and Spectacular mm-hmm. was done by DiMatteis and Tom DeFalco yep. was uh, on Amazing. Um, a lot just of the, good. But, but the, just the stink of the Clone Saga was on it. And so people wouldn't pick it up. Yeah. Well, it was just the industry itself had gone into a spiral, you know, yeah. I mean, it had just, it had just gone into the death spiral. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, when even bringing Spider-Man back did not save it in fact uh, uh the um after um, the infamous life of riley series that um i forget the gentleman who put it together it was 30 something parts so it's an invaluable greenberg. glenn greenberg well greenberg participated uh, oh sorry I, but yeah no i mean he he was a, yeah. a key participant but i mean i'm trying to remember the the gentleman who who created it and he was going to do death the death of spider-man which was going to follow the clone saga and like mm-hmm. everything that was going on and how the sales just kept tanking and the decisions that led yeah. to the reboot but he never did it you know i mean real life probably got in the way but yeah. but anyway this this actually was an entertaining era of spider-man uh and and of course what set it off this particular uh, uh, one of the things that set this particular storyline off was the death of Joey Z. Yeah, Hornacek got you to it. Yeah, Horny's Horny, <laughs> Hornacek and Joey Z. You, you, you probably, you know, you probably uh, named it right. I, I'm trying to remember. Th- I'm trying to remember that podcast number. It might have been 149 or something like Horny that. Horny Z. Good God. Infamous death of Joey Z. 
Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, what number was that? You're going to have to go back to the Crawl Space archives. Yeah, and yeah. I, search yeah, for Joey and, Z because it was a, usually it's I think it's the same one where we talked about Miles Morales too. I don't know. Hornacek, uh, you 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 are our historian. Help us out. What podcast episode are we referencing so people can go This is before we video streamed them. This was calling JR up on the phone. Yeah. This this was long before our video webcams. But, so. but this was a, this was a uh, you know I, I did kind of like this era uh, of Spider-Man. You know Norman Osborn, uh, you know actually the, the, this Norman Osborn had come back. Uh, he bought half of the Daily Bugle. Uh, blackmailed Jonah. It was blackmailing Jonah. Had the uh, the new Jack O' Lantern on his payroll, um, and uh, you know and. Uh, now, Joey Z was no facade. Well, no, but it was a lot more fun to talk about Joey Z than facade. Um, but uh, and so this mysterious, uh, the, 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 this 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 thug known as Joey Z was found murdered and was found hanging, you know, in a web. And Spider Man's web, you know, web had suffocated Joey, or yeah. everybody thought it was Spider Man's web. So Spider Man was uh, considered a suspect. And also, of course, Spider Man had busted into uh, Norman Osborn's penthouse. Uh, and just beat the crap out of Norman <laughs> as because uh, yeah. Norman was messing with him, and so the Daily Bugle uh, put a five million dollar bounty on Spider-Man's head, which was the basis for the Spider Hunt uh, mm, yep. story that. that preceded this one, where all the bounty hunters and everybody was coming into New York, uh, and so Spider-Man figured out I still I still want to save the day. But how do I do that if everyone's got it for Spider-Man? And, of course, this was the era of these marvelous little trifold. You know, you would open it up. You'd have the characters, you know, and there'd be an introduction of who was who and what the last story had been. And, you know, but unfortunately, that was considered too expensive. Yeah. And they did away with it. So, anyway, the first part. Here, here before we go, hold on, because I, I don't know if the fans or the viewers know this. I put a link on the main page, but this is the uh, this who this is the company that houses our podcast. So if you if iTunes usually cuts you off after three hundred, but if you go to pod spidermancrawlspace.podbean.com, there's a little search thing over here, and I want to I want to type in Joey Z and see if it pulls up the episode number. If you want to hear Jr. talk about it, oh no, did I not do it in the description? Yeah, no, it wasn't in the description, I don't think, because really? at that time we didn't know that we had created a legendary yeah, episode. It's not. <laughs> so what what would a search term be? So uh, what, what, Spider Hunt, is that what it was called? Well, it wasn't what the what the podcast was called. But, I know, but uh, what was well? No, it's that's not pulling up anything. Okay, well, I apologize. We're gonna yeah, have to have I've, people I've, go I've back. To, you know, it's funny. I've I have my list of, uh, uh, but of course, naturally, it isn't it isn't here in front of me. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, I, I just I just I just uh, wanted to yeah. tell everybody I found What'd in an find? old comeback issue bin something I thought I would never find or never be able to afford. But okay. Fortunately, it was in beat up condition and it was available for a song. What'd you uh, get? Marvel oh, 14 superheroes dating back to yeah 68. Yeah. And it, I don't think the story was ever reprinted anywhere else. Um, in fact, I don't even think, uh, What's I'm trying been, to think of who it, even drew it. it uh, was, uh, is it Don Heck? Who wrote it? Who, it wasn't a, u, the usual Spider-Man story. Uh, let's see here. Well, it was cunningly concocted by smiling Stan Lee and, and riotous Ross Andrew. Okay. Um, 
but the spine chilling synthetic man. Um, mm. But uh, it was, uh, you know, but, but it was, it was available for like five bucks and I had to, you know, nice. I, said, man, I have, I've never seen that story, never read that story. It's not even memorable, but you know, Hey, a collector, you got to have, you know, like Pokemon, you got to get them all. So spider okay. hat. Hold on. Oh. I found it. I found it. Okay. <clears throat> um, what's funny is that search on the, um, the podcast page did not pull it up, but a simple Google search for crawl space and Joey Z did. Uh, it is episode 169. Uh, highlights the episode include reviews of amazing Spider-Man 677, 679, Daredevil number eight. JR tack takes us back to February 98 for this month in spider history. He tackles the, who did Joe, who did Joe, who, who is Joey Z is what I should have wrote and written back in February 28th of 2012. That is a 10-year-old podcast, JR. Yep. Oh, now podcast. Yep. yep. Of course, you know, here I was saying this story is the story. Vinkman, it's been reprinted in the epic collections in one of the omnibuses. And then Gary in the Frozen. I have that issue. Well, here I thought I found something special I thought I would never get. And you guys are just trying to throw cold water on my joy. <laughs> you know? You, JR, you do that for all these stories we review, so it's fair. <laughs> you know, here I was thinking I had just something. Okay, Green Goblin 5 was to be Phil Yurick, but they didn't want to anger his fans. Huh. Yeah. All right. All right. Holy cow. Anyway. If we're going through chat, here, Brent has one before we really get into it. Did you buy all the covers of those issues of Slingers 1? If I had to guess, JR is not going to do it. Uh, well, actually I got some, like, for example, here is the sensational Hornet. I think they all came with, uh, I think they all came with like two, no, 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 uh, no, no. slingers. Number one. That's oh. what spun off of this. The oh. ongoing with all the, hell no. That, see, that's why I, <laughs> there's no way JR's buying. Hell no, but that's Sling, because it was slingers, a bankruptly creative, de creative decision. Slingers. What? Number one did something I've not seen done since 1998 or whenever that book came out, 99 or 2000. It had variant interiors. So there were different parts of the story. So you had to buy different parts of it to get the whole story, which I thought was kind of smart, but they've never done it since. But uh, yeah, I'm not sure even I bought those, but I'd have to look at my long boxes. Well, I tell you, you know what? I should just stop doing spider history because you guys have all the answers. I don't, I don't, you know. All right. We're, we're, JR said it. He's done. We're just going to take him off. You and me, we're going to do with eight issues. You, me, and the chat. All right, let's go. I can't do it alone, JR. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, Ryan Reed says, Ralph Macchio's reason for Joey Z. I just enjoy Spider-Man gated by the police. Let's see here. Um, <laughs> Joe. Oh, Ryan has the autograph. Joe Harris wrote Slingers. I forgot about that. Mr. Comics comes to spider history because he wants to see a real life Walter. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. You're so oh, funny. Did he make that, the list? No, did he, he didn't he make the list because okay. that's not even an original joke. That started with Michael uh, Bailey. Michael Bailey always thought I, it was because at that time we were, you know, we weren't doing video. And so Walter or um, yeah. uh, Michael Bailey's always thought that I really looked like Walter yeah. uh, from the, all right, let's get, let's get all on right. with it, man. Let's get all on right. with it. We got eight issues. All right. Yeah. Well, get, we'll get through these because I didn't, like I said, I wasn't prepared, but anyway. All right. So the story starts out with Norton G. Fester, which Spider-Man 27. 
is part Which one. everybody right. knows as, affectionately as the, the looter. looter. The an looter. Old, another old uh, Steve Ditko creation. Not uh, very popular Steve Ditko creation. A what? He, he, the looter isn't in the same league as Norman Osborne. No, and, no, uh, no, yeah. uh, no. All the villains in green. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to figure out when the looter first appeared. It was like 36 or 36 something. 36 like or something. Yeah. And then I don't think he appeared at all until yeah. um, I think like, they brought him back. Yeah. I think Jerry, well, no, I think Jerry Conway brought him back for a, a couple of issues of Marvel Team Up. Um, you know, no, with the. I think he, with, I, well, yeah, maybe Team Up, but I thought I remember him being in like Spec 40 ish. With, oh, he might. Oh, well, yeah, I don't know. Something like that. But uh, he might have. Oh, hey, oh, actually, yes, he was. He was in. He, well, he did come back. He became giant or something like that. But I mean, but I don't. I think it, what Conway brought him back in the seventies in the team up, and he hadn't been seen since. Well, I mean, because it came at the end of the Ditko run. So, you know, Ditko didn't do anything more with him than that one appearance. Right. And, you know, obviously, Ramita apparently wasn't interested, you know, wasn't interested yeah. in doing anything. Um, uh, but you know, it's it's always it's always good to have a uh, you know it's always good to have a, a great a C grade villain for Spider Man to beat up yeah, no once in a while. But anyway, so the looter's trying to loot, uh, but the problem is he's he's kind of weirdly got a he's talking to his meteor because as we all know, a meteor <laughs> the meteor gas gave uh, uh, the meteor man his superpowers or whatever. But now he's uh, he's, he's talking it. he's talking to the meteor and he's kissing to the meteor, which is just kind of gross. Um, but, um, anyway, but he's interrupted in his looting by the newest superhero in town, the Hornets. Yeah. All right. So what is the Hornets? What is the origin of the Hornet? Well, obviously as we said before, you know, Spider-Man is on the lamb for the murder of Joey Z and for beating up Norman and just being a general public menace. So he figures Spider-Man says, I'm a hero and a hero has to do some heroing, but I can't do any heroing as Spider-Man. So I need to hero as somebody else. So he decides to visit his old buddy, Hobie Brown, also known in another universe as Spider-Punk. But, oh, uh, I thought you, yeah, another universe. Yeah. Yeah. Another universe. Yeah. Not the prowler. Mm-mm. Yeah. Or, or Miles Morales's uncle. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so he's spider punk in another universe, but uh, in here, he's just plain old Hobie Brown who used to be the looter, the yeah. looter, the prowler. Thank you. So, so Hobie, you know, so Spider-Man says, Hobie, you got anything for me? I know you're a techno is. Oh, and Hobie says, oh, I don't know. I got this and I got this and I got this jet pack, which is great, but it's just way too heavy for the ordinary person to, oh, wait a minute. Here I am saying it's too heavy and you're a guy who can bench press the Hulk. So, <laughs> so anyway, so, um, so Hobie there helps him, uh, uh, helps him with the mechanics of this costume. We go back. Uh, so we go back to the present and the Hornet is taken on the looter. And then, you know, we but we're see, we're in the daily, I believe we're in the daily bugle offices because flash Thompson is working there because as you remember, boys and girls, I don't, when was flash working there? Well, because Norman Osborne 
just had a feeling for the boy, you know, Norman, you know, Norman said, you know, flash, you know, you, you, you've picked yourself up off of, you know, you know, being an alcoholic, uh, you know, coming back from, from military service, you know, and dealing with the repercussions of that. And, you know, and plus you were a friend, of my son, Harry, and I just want to, yeah, Hobie is spider punk. Yeah, yeah. So, and I just want to give you a little something back. So, why don't I give you a job as my personal assistant? And of course, so you know, of course, Flashlings Norman Osborn is you know the greatest thing since sliced Wonder Bread. But uh, this is of course before Norman gets him drunk later. Gets him on. drunk with Paul Jenkins. I mean, yeah, Paul, with, Jenkins Paul, Paul Jenkins get him drunk. Gets, yeah, Paul Jenkins <laughs> has Norman get Flash drunk and yeah, drive yeah. him right into Peter's school yeah, exactly. uh, in Death of yeah. the Family. So, but anyway, so. Well, the, the you know the uh, the the uh, Hornet and the um, uh, uh, Looter uh, come to uh, you know the or, God, the Hornet no yeah the Hornet and the Looter meet, uh, and I and then we have we have more flashbacks. Uh, we flashback to uh, Mary Jane uh, helps apparently. So Peter got the mechanics from Hobie, but he got the design from Mary Jane. So Mary Jane helped him design the, uh, well, she knows the, clothing, uh, the Hornet, the, the Hornet costume. And of course you see the little, you know, the, I, I wonder if he, I wonder if his theme song is like that buzzing that from the green Hornet show. You remember? So no, you know, of course you don't. <laughs> I never watched the green Hornet. No, <laughs> I watched Batman. Well, there's YouTube. I mean, well, I'm good. All right. So, ah, uh, anyway, let's see here. Um, Anyway, so he does take Mary Jane for a little ride in the Hornet costume, uh, but uh, the, something gives out, and he says, quick, MJ, pull my finger. Uh, well, he doesn't. Yes, he does. Oh, my God, Peter, we're falling. Keep going. I think some feathers got tucked in. Pull my finger. He does say it. I'll be damned. <laughs> what <are> you, <laughs> he's going to float with a fart? What? <laughs> No, it basically it pulls the glove off and he can, oh, uh, he can use his web shooters. I see. Um, Got you. Pull my finger. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, but you know, and then we go back to, uh, uh, we go to Billy Walters and, and boys and girls, you remember Billy Walters, Billy we Walters was this schmuck of a daily bugle, uh, wannabe reporter, uh, that, you know, idolized Peter, uh, and wanted to, you know, learn the, the secrets of the trade. Um, yeah, Milo, it's, uh, thanks for being with us all this time. I think it's what three or 4 AM over in your, you know, in your neck of the woods. So, you know, enjoy the fish and chips and have a good night. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, should, yeah, Brad, he makes doubt. stuff up. Hornacek, he makes stuff up. So Billy Walters, you know, wants to be Peter's pal, but Peter just keeps blowing him off time and time again because Peter is always doing, you know, Spider-Man stuff. Uh, but um, anyway, so Billy, you know, once again, having been stood up by by Peter, Billy's gone home, but he looks up in the sky and sees one of our great old villains, the Vulture, old yeah. Vulture. Old Vulture. All right. So anyway, so now we're back in the present again with, uh, you know, the, the Hornet, uh, the, uh, the, the Hornet confronting, uh, the looter who is going to shoot flash. Um, and the, the Hornet distracts the looter and is able to, uh, knock, you know, uh, get flash away from him. Flash takes the flash takes the looter's gun and ultimately, uh, <laughs> 
Flash, yeah, Flash takes the looter's gun, which has the meteor, which uh, Fester calls Snooky. So, Shield busts in, wants the meteor. Flash, uh, the looter says, "My Snooky, darling, no, they can't have you." Uh, and the Hornet zaps the looter and knocks him out. So, Flash introduces the Hornet to the media, and. Uh, Norman Osborn comes to greet the Hornet because he's losing his hair. Look at yeah, look, Norman. Look at hair. Yeah, yeah, Norman what? doesn't look too good here. Norman and his <laughs> uh, Lex Luthor cronies. Um, again, this is uh, you know one reason why, like I said, Wingo's art never really. I never really liked how he did Norman in this. Uh, you know, he didn't do him like uh, uh, John Romita Jr. did. Right. Um, and Norman offers him a job. May I could use someone with your skills on my team. Um, but then the Hornet says something fateful. He says, well, I'm from Charlotte, which of course everybody should realize is an in joke uh, about the Charlotte Hornets basketball team. Ah. Um, yeah. Are you here one. to go after the Spider-Man bounty? The media says he hasn't been seen for, and the Hornet says you let's just say you won't have to worry about Spider-Man from now on. Well, as we find out the next issue, that makes a certain hot-tempered, uh, hot-headed, uh, flaming young man uh, a little aggravated. But uh, but that's next issue. Okay. Here we go. So there he is. Vulture's ticked. Yep. Yep. Vulture's ticked. Yep. So yeah, Vulture's mad because it's like, oh wait a minute, uh, Spider-Man was mine to kill. I've you know been fighting him all these years, you know, and then all of a sudden this some this young wet nose punk mm -hmm. from nowhere apparently has done something with him. So the vulture is going to get revenge on the Hornet. Help so, me out with the next issue number. I've lost my tab. It is sensational Spider-Man number 28. No, 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 no. The next number is amazing. Spider-Man something four thirty. Well, I'm for doing these. Two. Yeah. It's, it's may four thirty. It's, it's, it's issue four thirty four. but okay. I'm doing these in, um, in uh with the heroes like for example amazing oh. for yeah i know i was looking this up and okay. looking up the the the, the orders of identity uh, the storylines and the one i said looked up was going it was going back and forth like for example sensational was part one of the hornet then amazing is part one of ricochet uh, and no. then like, uh, uh, Spider-Man or I mean, uh, then I'm so just going to review the two issues together. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to do, yeah, I'm going to do each suit together. So, so that, that just goes to show there's not much continuity. Is that what you're saying? In between? No, <laughs> no, it's just, remember this was all, they were doing this all at the same time. I mean, so okay. like, for example, you know, you had, uh, you know, sensational was the Hornet, uh, no, Amazing was uh, Ricochet. Peter Parker Spider-Man was Dusk, and then Spectacular yeah, yeah. Spider-Man was Prodigy. Right, right. So they're all being published the same month, right. uh, but they're the each issue. So it's it's like sensational you have one issue of hornet one issue of ricochet one issue of dusk yeah. one issue of prodigy then the next month I got you, you have the second part mm -hmm. of each one gotcha. so rather than it. just do that i no just, just it's, it's easier i understand yeah. all yeah, right so let's let's tackle the hornet all right well of course, the Hornet, you know, after making his after making his media debut, uh, of course, it catches the attention of 
all the other superheroes in town, you know, and the Avengers are saying, Oh, you know, such another guy would uh, keep an eye on. And of course, you know, Janet seems to think that, uh, you know, well, you oh. know, once, once, now that I've opened my blackened eyes after being beaten by my husband, oh. I can tell that his costume is similar to, uh, to Hank's old yellow jacket, uh, outfit. Yeah. Um, and of course, Norman Osborn is, you know, sitting there, you know, just, you know, chilling while his grandson plays at his feet, which I always, uh, <laughs> that's just something I always like, again, always liked about, uh, yep. you know, one it's of the things grandpa. I liked about later Norman is that, you know, the guy's a grandfather, you know, mm -hmm. it, grandfather, also, there's grandson and he's just still this dastardly super villain. He got some hair back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he's still, he, he kind of looks like he got a lobotomy, you know, a lobotomy. They shaved part of his head and there's the, and there's the scar where they did the lobotomy. That's, what, that's exactly what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Ringo drew a great wasp says Ryan. Dust slowly, sadly showed that Howard Mackey was obsessed with the negative zone. Ah, there you go. And Vinkman's not a sports guy, but he got the Charlotte Hornets joke. So there you go. There we go. Just as sensational liked those D-list characters. Mackey was obsessed with the negative zone. And for Fortunato, I like Speck and Amazing in this era, but not Sensational or Peter Parker. Peter Parker had the best art, I think, of all of them with John Romita Jr., John in Romita my opinion. Jr., yeah. yeah. And, uh, I mean, I actually like Mackey's stories during this time. Um you know, teach his own, I guess, but, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, the sensation was the only one of the four I, I didn't like, but, uh, I liked, uh, because again, I, I thought you had three strong, I mean, again, and Mackie was a strong writer, I think on this era. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you had Tom DeFalco and amazing and, and JMD Mateus on spectacular. So check, check this out, this little homage, look what the fantastic four eating sugar coated Ringo's and uh, whole grain Zagos. So they got the writer and the artist there and the little art. Nice. Isn't that clever? That's cute. Uh, isn't that clever? And uh, anyway, so the thing says, don't you worry, Reed, if this guy gives us any trouble, we'll clobber him. Yep. So, well, of course, so the vulture is, uh, the vulture has got a mat on for the hornet thinking that he took out Spider-Man. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I'm telling you, Mary Jane, there's nothing to worry about, you know. Uh, isn't this the very reason we invented the Hornet? Why you designed the costume so I could do good without Osborne trying to destroy me. So but, uh, let's see what, what is Mary Jane's problem here? Well, she still doesn't like, she still doesn't like being, being, uh, Peter being out superheroing, okay. you know, she just wishes he would just, you know, um, <laughs> Norman Osborne is a shark. He's a manipulative and vindictive <laughs> scuzzball. Oh man, Mary Jane, I used to like you, you know. No. So anyway, well, so after so then we get a visit from one of my favorite characters, Hopi, the little deaf girl. All right, if her name's not Hobie, is it? Hopi, Hope. Her Hope, Hope, Hope. Sometimes people are Hopey, but her name's Hope. She's the yeah. little deaf girl. Okay. And, uh, you know, it was during that whole Runkin rant or whatever I was doing as part of the Joey Z story. Uh, I said, and, and there was this little deaf girl. And of course, you know, George picked up on that and said, well, yeah, there's, that's going to be a Christmas special, the little deaf mm -hmm. girl. But uh, anyway, so, so Hopi is, is kind of a voyeur. She's deaf and she's a voyeur. She looks out the window a lot. Uh, and so she's seen Spider-Man uh, come into Peter Parker's window. 
mm-hmm. on more than one occasion. So yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. So she's signing. They were, she and Anna Watson were signing and then Hopi looks at Peter and thwips. There we <laughs> go. She thwips. Uh-oh. Yep. Uh-oh. Uh, she knows Uh-oh. something. My God. Uh, she, she, she knows. <laughs> yeah. So whatever happened to Hopi? Well, you know, that's another Did thing. she go to Mayberry? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> well, as it turns out later, we find out Hopi really didn't know she that didn't Peter know. was Spider-Man, but he just thought Peter, Spider-Man was invading the invading the house to hurt yeah. peter you know yeah. and then of course peter had to say no we're just friends you know he just came over to watch the wiggles with me and you know uh so anyway so the hornet is flying around when guess who shows up uh all right torch yep and basically it's like you know if you've done anything to spider-man i'm gonna you know french fry your ass um and how Peter's can you, sit- how can you not like that art? That's good. I love the flames coming off the torch. That's good. That's <sighs> good. It, art, art, subjective. I know. Well, art, subje- and it doesn't mean that I didn't you know that that everything. I just didn't like the way you drew like certain characters and faces. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I said, there was there. You know, lobotomy Norman. Um, True. And True. then there, and then there's another look of Norman where late as we get to the end of this issue. But anyway, so the Human Torch is, uh, you know, threatening the Hornet, thinking if you've done anything with Spider-Man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fry you. Uh, Peter runs into Billy and says, "Well, you know, Billy, I'm, I'm sorry for stiffing you all this time." Uh, and um, you know, Billy says, "Well, fine, we can still work together, but uh, I don't want to be your friend anymore, Peter." <laughs> so. Anyway, so Norman Osborn is going to uh, is having a big media thing for the Hornet because you know he's gonna you know he wants to use the Hornet to go after Spider Man and that's one reason Mary Jane was upset because you know Norman's gonna find out that you've been playing him and he's gonna be really mad at you and it's kind of like well Mary he can't be madder at me than he already is so so Norman's having this big media thing for. Uh, or the Hornet, you know, and says, you know, that uh, I'm sure you'll agree the Hornet has his work cut out for him because of that cancer of crime that has spread across our city via lacks of violence and terrorism perpetuated by a moral deviant such as that miscreant Spider-Man. And he looks straight at Peter Parker. <laughs> Man, I think I'd lose my lunch if I had to listen to Osborne talk anymore. So Peter decides to slip out and become the Hornet. Osborne has given him a big check and Oz and, and Peter says that I would like this money donated to the Lothridge school for the deaf, which is a really, a real school, <clears throat> by the way, yeah. I believe. So, um, but then the vulture comes in and the vulture wants his piece of flesh from the Hornet, because like I said, he thinks the Hornet's done away with Spider-Man and during the fight, Peter just can't help himself. He slips into some of his old dialogue and he calls a vulture Vulci. Mm. And that gets the vulture thinking, Vulci. And then the all the with all the jokes and the prattling, he realizes who the hornet really is. So he goes, I know you! The hornet is Spider-Man. <laughs> and Norman Osborn looks over and sees that Peter Parker is no longer standing there. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's get the Norman looks up here. Wait a minute. Where's Peter Parker? Oh, 
Ooh. And okay. Then, and then the next phase. Uh, oh, my. <laughs> Is that the one you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. <laughs> it's like he's got. It's like the the road department came by <laughs> and did, did double lines on it. I mean, you know, it, okay, uh, he's supposed to be evil looking and everything, but that just isn't. He, he, he doesn't have that bad a receding hairline or or bald up there, yeah. Uh, but he just that that. But that it's face. a cool scene nonetheless. Well. But so anyway, Peter says, well, you know, the vulture gave it away. You know, he's back home with Mary Jane. The vulture gave yeah. it away. Uh, Osborne knows. So, you know, I guess I'll just put this costume away until someone else takes it for that stupid ass <laughs> slingers spinoff series, which, you know, you know, I can't, you know, anybody, you know, you know, anybody should have realized what a uh, craven uh, commercial issues, knockoff yeah. it was. Yeah. But anyway, don't so, forget Hopi. But Hopi. then Peter looks out the window and sees Hopi. What's up, Hopi? It's like, uh-oh. I don't know if this is good news or not. So, but boys and girls, that is the end of uh, part yeah. the first part of Identity Crisis, the, the Hornet. Yep. All right. You want to move on to Amazing now, I think. Yes, we Go want to ahead. go on to Amazing, which is the fabulous Ricochet. Ricochet. And I think 434. Ricochet. I think Ricochet is distinguished by partly by the fact that his costume is bulletproof, I believe. So, yeah, so it's like Teflon. All right. Well, anyway, we got DeFalco writing it. And yeah, Joe because this is amazing. This is DeFalco. So, we're going to get into all DeFalco subplots and guest and uh, like. Uh, the, uh, the 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 recurring villains were like Black Tarantula, the Rose, who in this case the Rose was Bugle Reporter Jacob Conover. Uh, so let's see here, how many Bugle reporters have been super villains? Frederick Foswell was Foswell. the big man, you know. Ned Leeds supposedly was the Hobgoblin for a while. Conover was uh, Katzenberg, who tried to uh, reveal Katzenberg. His what Katzenberg wasn't a super villain; he was just a pain in the ass. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, he smoked more cigarettes. Unlike George Barrowman, he didn't give up smoking. <laughs> no, he so, did not, uh, no. You know, so, uh, so anyway, so the ricochet is in town now, okay? Yeah, and he's, bust, he's busting up some low lives, you know, and he says there's an ancient Chinese curse. May you live in interesting times, which I actually hear didn't originate in China, but I heard it originate in, in Britain. Uh, which is, So it's a shame that Milo is no longer with us uh, to, to, to verify oh, whether yeah. or not um, – that was accurate or not. So anyway, so, so Spider-Man has taken out some, or not Spider-Man, God, Ricochet, Ricochet, man. Don't get it. Don't. Ricochet <laughs> is taking out, taking out some thugs here. All right. Yeah. Uh, and he's uh, flashing back because, because in, in spider hunt, the uh, black tarantula, was uh, uh, pretty well beat him to within an inch of his life and ripped off his mask. By so, the way, Chad is talking about the beanie babies jokes that are being said in this fight yes yes they're beanie beanie the bear bears. babies that all the beanie kids want bears not beanie babies yeah yeah yep. but uh now, let's see here oh there what's the hall video he's finding out what they're stealing what's the hall video equipment computers bear first stuffed animals oh no it's the bear babies bear babies which if you remember boys and girls the i don't know if you remember the beanie baby craze yep 
I go to any the, antique shop. You can. I remember up. the Beanie Baby craze because we had to get Beanie Babies because my you daughter know, was like four years old at the time. You know what they say the modern day Beanie Babies are? These things, these Funko Pops. That's I, I kind of believe it too. That they're it's, everywhere. It, it's it's the closest thing. But the, yeah. the thing is that the Beanie Babies had such famous chase babies. That was uh, yeah. you know just the so the ones pops. that everybody had to have, and they drove up. Yep. And, and then like a few years later, they were worthless, utterly and completely worthless. So you know, talking about uh, 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 talking about running that thing into the ground. But I remember we had quite a few bending babies, uh, and then we couldn't, and then we couldn't give can't them give away. them away, man. So, so anyway, so they're trying to steal the beanie babies, beanie bears, beanie ba- <laughs> in the bear, Marvel bear U- babies, whatever <laughs> in whatever. the damn Marvel they're, universe, it's they're, bears. They're, they're beanie babies. <laughs> yeah. So, oh lord. Boys and girls, I am just not with it today. Yeah, oh, well, Mary Jane goes to visit Peter Parker and Norman Osborn. All right. Shows up again. And he's, uh, you know, okay. So this was taking the, uh, he, he's showing off the Hornet exact, the Hornet right now. Yeah. D- do I detect a note of hostility, my boy? Do you take issue with the Hornet statement that not having to worry about Spider-Man anymore? And of course, at this time, like I said, he, he's, Peter is all these heroes at the same time. Yeah. And that, that's the thing that's, that's happening. He, he's all and these heroes. My God, if he had a fifth or a sixth title, they'd make two more. They probably would. Have, they probably would have made two more. So. <laughs> anyway, but see, there's another subplot going on here. Okay. Because Robbie Robertson oh, was quote yeah. unquote fired from the daily bugle. Okay. And it turns out that, uh, you know, so now they're in Europe. Okay. Well, as we find out, like turn the next page that, uh, Robbie is actually, uh, working for somebody mysteriously. He's really not off the payroll yet. Um, and and we find out that on the next page, he's talking to somebody on the phone, I've yeah. been waiting for your call, Robertson. I've confirmed that yacht is owned by Osborne. Have you found it <clears throat> yeah. yet? So, so Robbie is out. Uh, and really, I mean, I guess there's no spoilers or whatever. Jonah has done it. The firing of Robbie was all was all yeah. a ruse. So Robbie's over in Europe uh, investigating some. And Billy Walters has actually been looking up for stuff on and, Osborne as well. And this leads to what could have been <sighs> the the baby. The, the Mary Jane Spider-Man or Peter Parker baby. And we are led, we are, you know, we find Alison Mongrain yeah. and her packet, the package that she has, the, which is we, a crib, right? Yeah. And we are led to believe that this is baby May. Yeah. And ultimately it turns out not to be, it turns out to be Aunt May because remember Aunt right. May has died theoretically in issue number yeah. 400. So. Yeah. And never touched upon, I don't think. Again, the the baby, except for an alternate universe of MC2. So. Let's see here. Well, it was, uh, boy, I'm trying to think if she, the, the only, okay, the only time it was, the last time I think it was mentioned is when Osborne was taunting Peter in Death in the Family. Oh, the Jenkins he, one? 
Yeah, in the Jenkins one. Okay. And he tells Jenkins, I mean, tells Jenkins, he tells Spider-Man, you failed everybody in your life, your Uncle Ben, Gwen, your unborn child. Oh, that's cold. Yeah. So, okay. There you go. So. So Peter and uh, Mary Jane go thrifting. Yep. They go thrifting. In because, disguise. Uh, yep. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Because, you know, after all hot redhead, I mean, she, yeah, yeah. No one will notice Mary Jane, <laughs> you know, at all. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, no, nobody's going to watch that hot redhead. Uh, or what, it, wait a minute. What, 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 it, what did they pick up? What did they, I think you're playing dress up now that you mentioned it, you do bear resemblance, vague resemblance to a doll I used to play with. Now, so they go to a, the a store, store and it, yep. it just uh, randomly has an R on it. <laughs> Yep. Why not? And okay. R? Okay. There you go. That whole leather jacket craze died out years ago. Yeah. Well, that jacket's from the rodeo bar that folded a few years ago. Okay. So that's where the ricochet R came from on the jacket. So uh, it's from a rodeo. <laughs> Ooh, I forgot about that. All right. All right. Well, anyway, so. Of course, you know, Ricochet is uh, looking to take down the Black Tarantula's operations and turns and runs into one of Black Tarantula's and the Rose's uh, uh, top uh, hench, henchmen, henchwomen, assassins, or whatever, Delilah. And of course, my, Deli my, yeah, Delilah. My, so, Delilah. Little and, Tom Jones. Uh, and then, of course, you know, after this brief fight with Delilah, we shift into subplot mode again, boys and girls, because now we see the Scryers and Allison Mongrain. Oh God, who are the who are the Scryers? Help don't me you out! Don't you no, remember the Scryers? I blocked these guys out. All right, all right, all right. First of all, who are the Scryers? The Scryers. They're, they're well, packing some money. Well, apparently the Scryers may even go back all the way to man thing and being the nexus of all realities oh, wow. crap that I never oh, understood. God. But in the clone saga, Scry Scryer start a Scryer, the Scryer or whatever started showing up. He was a mysterious being who, again, like many other beings in the clone saga, said a lot of mysterious things. <laughs> Did Judas uh, Traveler hang out with this guy? Judas, Tra Judas Traveler yeah. hung out with him, and the yeah. Scryer had the ability to take away Spider Side's degenerating factor. Remember, because all clones have degenerate, you know, can yeah. degenerate. Well, Scryer touched Spider Side and took away his degenerating factor. So something seemed to be really special about Scryer. And, and that's why he could appear in the most recent JMD Mateus miniseries. Which is out now. Go pick that up. Yep. So there you go. So, but then when, um, when the clone saga, when, after, you know, Ben got bumped and Peter came back and, ah, uh, yeah, I wrote, yeah, Delilah comes back. Yes. And spider girl. Um, but after, um, the, the clone saga was over and Norman Osborne had come back, then it was in Glenn Greenberg's, uh, Osborne Chronicle, where he tries to tie everything together and does about as good a job as anybody could do. Uh, it turns out that, quote unquote, the Scryers are part of are a criminal organization in Europe. And Norman takes them over and uh, takes over the Scryer organization. And so he uses technology, Mendelstrom's technology, uh, because he's brought Mendelstrom back uh, to make the scry make Scryer appear as a supernatural being. But really, it's just a cult, crime cult, that works for Norman Osborn, the secret order of Scryer. 
years, but they kind of go out of the Spider-Man titles after Revenge of the Green Goblin because he changed. Um, no, no, before Revenge of the Green Goblin, it was after, um, uh, just before the reboot. What was the uh, the final chapter? Yeah, gathering. Oh, I thought you were gathering. Gathering the five. Yeah, gathering the yeah. five and final chapter. Yeah. And then uh, the quote unquote Scryers come and get him. But then the Scryers split off from Norman and whoever remains becomes the Goblin cult. Oh. <laughs> so anyway. What a mess. I, yeah. Yeah, I'm amazed you remember that. And I read it. Uh, <laughs> the Scryers really don't give a crap about money. They just gave Allison a bunch of money and then uh, blew the hell up of, of her boat. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, because they, they, uh, they, they need the package. Okay. Which is the, allegedly the baby, but it's not Norman Osborne entrusted you with something of value circumstances now dictate you release it to us well i've grown rather attached to it now see if this is not this can't be aunt may i mean it's just there is when when you read this i i don't know if somebody really thought about bringing the baby back or if they just were playing a cruel joke probably the latter because there's absolutely none of the clues lead this to be an aunt may no. None of the clues lead this no. here. Uh, um, is this image a scryer? Who is that? Actually, that is because it that what who is that? That is going <laughs> that is going to turn out to be Kane. Oh, is he watching again? Bye, guys. Kane is watching. <laughs> Kane is watching again. Oh, that's Kane. All right, that's, but see, actually, not, but that doesn't look like Kane. Where's the hair? Where's the hair? Now, now, see, now, Brad, Brad, you were just saying when last month, you said last month when we saw a facade at Lance Bannon's grave, oh, look at the back of his hair. It's dark and it's not curly. It couldn't be Cole Cooper, you know, and I suggested that maybe. How is that Kane? It looks like the juggernaut. You'll find out. uh, It looks like the juggernaut. But anyway, the, the, the Scryers give Alison Mongrain her quote-unquote final payment, right. and it really does turn out to be her final payment. Yeah, we never because, see her again, do we? Because, no, 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 she comes back right before it ends. Oh, it comes, okay. She comes back because right. then she dies because she comes. Joe Robertson does find her. And That's right, okay. And she comes back and she has a message for Peter that May is alive. And of course, but, mm, okay. So anyway... Getting back to the fisticuffs between Spider-Man and Delilah. Ricochet. The, okay, okay. Ricochet and Delilah. All right. And then we have the Rose, you know, the Rose and, you know, and while they're fighting, you know, we're, we're seeing the, the Rose and Don Fortunato, um, you know, and Black the Black Tarantula. tarantula. Yeah. And, 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 of course, uh, boys and girls, if you remember, uh, Fortunato, who actually is behind the rose. He's the guy who set up Conover as a rose. He turns out to be the one to buy Eddie Brock's, the the Venom symbiote Uh, for his son. Yeah. Which doesn't in Marvel Knights Spider-Man, which doesn't go very well. What? Hold on. Hold on. What in the world does the black, black tarantula do to this poor person? What is going on here? (laughs) Oh, is no, that Delilah? She's not do he, she's not doing he's not doing anything to her. He's it giving was, her a wedgie. He's pulling her by the 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 thong. What, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> she was fighting the black tarantula. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess he did give her a wedgie. That Good was Good Lord, a, black tarantula yeah. fights dirty, man. Look yeah. at this. <laughs> but what for reasons which still, And the thing is Delilah always speaks in different fonts. 
<laughs> and I, I never really understood. Yeah. There I mean, you but go. every time Delilah appears, some of her words are in different fonts. It is. Newborns um, highlighted, died is. Oh, well, there's there. What are they trying to do? They're trying to. I, I do not know what is going on there. Well, he's ramming her head in the wall. He's ramming but, her uh, underwear up her butt. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, for our audio listeners, you got to go to YouTube and see this panel. What in the world? Oh, Brent goes, it was a different time. <laughs> oh, isn't it funny to go back to these, these comics? from 2022 oh my gosh no wonder she's pissed (laughs) can't possibly imagine how degraded i felt you poor woman (laughs) oh yeah and and, and here's and here's another uh, subplot that's going on because uh there's a um (laughs) <laughs> there, there's another sub Mary Jane actually is uh, friends now with, I believe the mother of black tarantula's son. I don't know if it's his ex-wife or whatever, okay. but this girl on the right here with the dark hair. Yes. Yes. Okay. That is the mother Excellent. of black tarantula's son. And they the are being okay. watched by black tarantula's crony Chesbro. Okay. Chesbro. What's up, Chesbro? Yes. What, but what's funny is all of these characters, like um, who who is our helpful friend there a little while ago that said that they come back in uh, Spider Girl. Um, I forget. Yeah, uh, I think it was Ryan said that maybe. Yeah, but so so this child of the black tarantula grows up and becomes a black tarantula of Spider Girl. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So the son that is part of this subplot grows up, becomes a black tarantula and Chesbro comes back. Delilah comes back. Electra uh, is mm-hmm. working for the black tarantula and comes back. And the black tarantula of that falls in love with spider girl, yeah, which spider girl was a very interesting series from beginning to end. Tom mm-hmm. DeFalco did a marvelous job. Pat Olaf, uh, Ron friends. Yep. Yep. They did a marvelous job uh, bringing back some old stories, old characters and old themes, yep. but yet not retreading everything. Right. You know, uh, um, so, so they did a, they did a pretty good job, but, uh, well, anyway, this, the, the, after the Scryers blew up Allison Mongrain, that of course catches the attention of anybody who happens to be watching, including Joe Robertson. Oh, I thought thought you were talking about this guy. (laughs) Well, he was watching too, but uh, Joe's watching and the lifeguard. Kane's watching. This guy's watching. Joe Robertson. Everybody is. The readers are watching. We're all watching. Well, anyway, Delilah is is actually uh, trying to solicit uh, Ricochet. Uh, And uh, so, you know, she says, are you in or out? I'm in. So he figures this is a way to get into to uh, and destroy the black tarantula. Okay. All right. Well, last page here. Uh, we find out, you know, of course, you know, Chesbro brings back. Now, Chesbro is just so creepy looking, you know. I mean, just <laughs> this guy, he, he reminds me of how he reminds me. Well, actually, he reminds me of like the gremlin. Remember, was it the gremlin, mm. the Hulk's very first yeah, Hulk, villain? Not, uh, yeah, maybe. The gargoyle. The gargoyle. The gargoyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what he was called. The gargoyle. Yeah. He could pass for the mole man too. Yeah. So, 
because we don't quite know what uh, we don't quite know what the black tarantula is looking for or why, you know, uh, but, but uh, you know, he's looking at this picture of Mary Jane, you know, but uh, it's it's because he's after the uh, the woman on the left there, yeah. uh, you know, but so the others may prove useful, but contrary to the belief shared by Fortunato and the Rose, profit did not lure me to this city, but yeah. vengeance. So vengeance. Yeah. So all right. So all that right. One's part done. one of Ricochet. On to Ricochet. We got four thirty-five now of ASM. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Gargoyle was voiced by Mark Hamill in the Hulk cartoon, I think. Oh really? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Also, Mark Hamill did well, obviously Joker, but also Hobgoblin. Yep. 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 I and remember. and of course he does a pretty good Harrison Ford when you see him uh, yep. <laughs> when you see him interviewed right. on shows. Uh, so. I can't pronounce your name, but Brad, I have a Spider-Man face cup. Well, there you go. Um, I have a lot of Spider-Man cups too. Uh, Ricochet five, uh, four thirty-five. DeFalco Bennett are back. Take me through this one, Jr. Well, let's see here. Uh, first off, it looks like uh, we got a couple of criminals. One is uh, apparently Andy Warhol. Um, <laughs> You know, with uh, what are those guys' names? Uh, yeah, Blood Scream and Rough House. I haven't seen those since the McFarlane McAlaney issues, right? If I remember well, correctly. I, personally, it's like if you're going to have a couple of dumb names, like, or if you're going to have a dumb name like Rough House, you might as well bring Razorback back, you know? <laughs> uh, bring, bring him and the big pig rig back. You the know? big pig rig. Yep. Remember? Well, of yep. course, here, you know, in this story, Oh, wait a minute. Is this okay? Yeah. Ricochet, but, but see, Spider-Man has started out as, as dusk. Okay. Yeah. Here, so, here's a picture of dusk, which is like an all yeah. black suit with some web wings. Yeah. yeah. So, but so remember these again, he's, he's all these characters at the Multiple. same time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, Oh, and, uh, our poster is from, uh, Korea. So ah. Thanks. Thanks for watching, man. Absolutely, we're in Korea now. We're seen in Korea. What was the other country that we were we were in? Well, the uh, uh, Milo came from the UK, the UK, and we had so, Argentina. That was the other one. Argentina. Argentina. That's right. Man, we got Holy international cow. viewers tonight, and oh. we got Alex Savick joining us tonight. Oh. So I just <laughs> got a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, I hope they're not going to be disappointed because this this is the the, the th it's, it's kind of like you know you know. You know, like the uh, the last half hour of Saturday Night Live, <laughs> which you know you, is sometimes yeah. the third hour of, of the third the, the final act. Oh, Hornacek says, "Don't forget that John Burns She Hulk had Razorback become a mutant who could drive anything, and he sent his ass into space." Oh. <laughs> now, see, that was that's stupid. Razorback, a I mean, no, I mean Razorback was a redneck who drove. I mean, it was the the CB he's trucker a, craze. He's a redneck space cowboy now. <laughs> Yeah. But but the whole idea was just he was a guy, you know, it was yeah. during the seventies when Razorback appeared. Yeah. I think in like spectacular number twelve, I think is when he first yep. appeared. Yep. You know, because he was looking for his little sister Bobby Sue, who was yep. part who had fell into a religious cult. Does that sound oh, familiar, boys no. and girls? Oh no. But that one was run by the hate or or yeah, the well, hate monger. The hate monger, who was mm -hmm. actually but actually it started with Shashan and her husband. Yeah, you know, but anyway, Bobby anyway, Sue, Silk Silk oh, sneaks back in. All right, so anyway, so Peter is dusk, uh, and yeah. he slips back in, and Mary Jane is kind of aggravated with him because 
uh, you know, he's, and, and actually you can see the closet, the closet with the Hornet and the prodigy costume oh, are hanging as well. And so yeah, she's, she's aggravated it. with him because it's like, oh, you know, you were Spider-Man for years and you knew, Pick one. you know, so it's like, you know, here you're just playing. I mean, it's like, you're playing here, superhero. You haven't figured out how all these costumes yeah. work. You haven't figured out your fighting styles and yet you're still going up against dangerous people like the black tarantula and everything. Uh, and so he says, well, you know, you know, doing my best, MJ. And, uh, well, I think I'll be ricochet for a while. Uh, and, <laughs> uh, he, uh, well, needless to say, he gets it, confused. He, yeah, it's, it, it's starting to get to him. All right. Well, then we go to the, the Rose and Delilah and Delilah is working out, you know, nowadays Delilah would probably be played by Gina Carano, I guess, if she hadn't fell far out of favor at Lucasfilm or whatever, but that's, that's kind of immediately who I'm thinking of is, is, is Gina Carano when I see, uh, when I see Delilah. So, but, uh, anyway, so especially with this, this image, that definitely looks like her. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, I definitely could see her playing him. I wonder how old Gina Carano was in nineteen. How old she was in nineteen ninety eight? She's got to be like twenty five or thirty. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, well, anyway, so we go back to uh, anyway the black tarantula and Fortunato, and you know as 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 we learned as during uh, Spider Hunt, the black tarantula had you know beaten up Spider Man and took his mask. So the mask is sitting in a in a place of honor. But then we go into the uh, the black tarantula's origin, which um, yeah. which strangely enough, I always thought the black tarantula was South American, but he's. Uh, mm. He's actually, he's, um, oh, wait a minute. Oh, I see here. The, I think the road there, I think the road they're, they're going through black tarantula's origin, but Fortunato is saying that he knows it. So he's kind of telling, I think he's telling the black tarantula that he knows who he is, but anyway, that's not the important part of the story because next page, Brad, next page, uh, we follow up on our pals. On who? Our pals. Oh, our pals. Yeah, we got uh, the Scryers. The Scryers. Yeah, here they are. All right. Are. We, we have planted a well. bomb on your yacht. Yeah, we have done well. Our glorious master will be pleased. We, the Brotherhood of Scryer, now possess the delicate treasure, which he once entrusted into the care of Allison Mongrain. Aunt May, right? I guess All so. Right. That's a treasure. And, and then... This is this Dusk? No. Who is this guy? Kane. Get the hell out of here. That's not Kane. That's Kane. Bull. Kane's been watching. You'll find out. You know, you, you'll find God. out that I'm right because. Because <laughs> you always are, right? That's right. <laughs> but anyway, so the Scryers are under attack. By Kane? You know? That's Kane? Yep. Very, you know, gosh, master, I haven't read this in a long time. You know, the, the master will, you know, they blew up Allison Mongrain because she was a loose end, <laughs> and the master doesn't like loose ends. All and right. so, this mysterious figure who's Kane says, What a coincidence! I'm something of a loose end myself. Yep, Gross. from the clone saga. Okay, all righty. Then we got the creepy dude talking to Black Tarantula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got we got, we got Chesbro and the Black Tarantula. <sighs> Boys and girls, I really haven't. Uh, th- again, this was this was a running subplot with 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 Tom DeFalco mm-hmm. with this with this group. Okay, you know, so I'm just gonna kind of speed it along because it's just it's just it's just fight and exposition, fighting and exposition. Yeah. Ricochet breaks in, 
Oh, and there's Dusk, too. All right. Wait a minute. No how, is, how is Dusk and Ricochet in the same location? I don't know. <laughs> because You're the spider historian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, probably Peter. Oh, wait a minute. I know what. He's switching costumes during this whole thing. Oh, and he's pretending, there, yeah, there he's switching go. costumes okay. and he's pretending, you know, like multiple heroes are there. Okay. So, gotcha. So anyway, so, you know, the Hornet then comes in and takes out Rough House and uh, Andy Warhol. And then here we go, Brad. Here's the answers to your questions. Next to last page. Okay. Give me a second. All right. Um, next to last page. Oh, I remember those two guys. Those were, those guys were in Wolverine. They fought. Yeah. I remember those two guys. Okay. The question, are you talking about the Allison Moore? Yes. Yes. Okay. Joe Robert, Allison Mongrain has been taken to the hospital after getting blown up in a yacht. So Joe goes to the front desk to find her, but the patient has already checked out, but new patients are coming in. Okay. All oh, right. look at that mark of Cain. Those injured men, they fit the description of scryers. I wonder if they're somehow responsible for what happened to Mongrain. My God, I recognize the scars on their faces. That mark, it's the mark of Cain. <laughs> oh, my little my little crawl space thing's covering it. Hold on. There you go. It's the mark of Cain. And you and you doubted me. Well, wouldn't have been the first, won't be the last. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you know, then the Hornet, of course, you know, having busted into, you know, uh, tarantula, uh, tarantula's hideout and, uh, you know, fighting Delilah and all the goons or whatever comes across right. the picture of Mary Jane and, and the two women and is wondering exactly who, who the target is, you know, yeah. is it MJ or somebody else? So, but anyway, and, and, and from what I, this boys and girls Kane took the package from the scryers allegedly mm -hmm. this is never revisited again in really? regular continuity because what happens then is the scryers come back during gathering of five and final chapter and it's aunt may but then right. in spider girl we find out that this was indeed Kane. This was indeed baby may and Kane. Then after stealing her from the scryers, Kane takes her to Peter and Mary Jane. Spider-Man confronts Norman Osborn, uh, about this. And that's when they get one final confrontation when Osborn dies and Peter gets his leg blown off. Uh, which leads him to his retirement. So, so default again, I don't know who was thinking what during this, during, you know, I don't think, I don't know if DeFalco, because De, this was amazing. So if DeFalco was really thinking about bringing baby may back and he was the only one yeah. or, or he was just, you know, uh, 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 you know, jerking, jerking everybody around, but yeah. essentially though, he took this and he used it as the basis for spider girl. Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. it was just one slight diversion that, that the was, baby that lived. Was, that was that the was what a, if. Yep. What that if. was yep. What if issue uh, number. Chad one is talking about how uh, Black Tarantula was used in uh, Ed Brubaker's Captain America. Oh, or no, Ed Brubaker's <sighs> Gangbanger and Daredevil. Um, 
So, yeah. No, the black tarantula was a, a was an interesting character. I mean, like I said, a lot of these subplots were very interesting. A lot of these characters were very interesting. That's why it's a shame that it all got shit canned. And and of course, it's mm-hmm. Bob Harris's fault. Yep. You know, really, it, it's it's all Bob Harris's fault. Yep. Um, you know, it's funny. I mean, he's the guy who finally pulled the trigger on bringing Peter back. He's right. the guy who demanded that the 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 mastermind be Norman Osborn instead of Harry. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, all of his other decisions were just we trash. we are halfway done. We've got Peter yeah. Parker uh, Spider Man ninety one. We're tackling now with the Howard Mack. Yeah, and this is and this, and this is dusk. This is dusk. Yep. This is dusk. And, uh, in this, 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 uh, story has one of, uh, everyone's favorite Marvel villains, paste pot Pete. Yeah. That also known as the trapster, but, uh, also known as paste pot Pete. So, yep. Anyway. So this one has Spider-Man slipping into, Oh yeah. This, this is where he's, uh, you know, having some fun with Mary Jane and puts on all four costumes. Uh, and, uh, and this is cute. Yeah. yeah. She uh, cracks up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I let, let's see here. Who was, who was the artist on this? One? John Romita jr. Yeah. Oh, that's the, right. This is Spider-Man. the current Spider-Man right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now see, I, 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 I like, I like his Mary Jane. Oh, I do too. I mean, I, I really like his Mary Jane. Yeah. I, like I, I just, I love his everything. I love John yeah. Jr. But, but it's like, I, I, again, it's just, you know, you know, you sit, you know, we, we watch these up. Ep- we, we read these old comics, for example. And part of the fun actually of identity crisis is Mary Jane's role in this. Yes. Because Mary Jane is helping him pick out the costumes, helping him design the costumes. And basically yeah. she's making fun of him the whole way around. Exactly. Uh, it, it's just, uh, I, I, I just, I, I just really miss this Mary Jane. Yeah. I just really do. I do too. Um, so, but anyway, so, but basically he changes back to Spider-Man because he's meeting with Arthur Stacy. Now, as oh, you recall, yeah. boys and girls, Arthur Stacy, uh, well, <laughs> and Arthur Stacy was introduced way back in amazing Spider-Man 95, 96, whatever. They just haven't one of those two. When, it was it was George Stacy's older brother who lived in London, and that's where Gwen went to bad, live. Bad issue ninety, right? Of ASM. It was in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. In, it was in the nineties. Because I remember, uh, like maybe ninety five had the big ben, like, big ben on the cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but he was a he talked like a proper. Uh, yeah, we all miss this MJ. Yeah, yeah. I, I it just. Um, I, I don't, I, I don't, uh, and, you know, and another thing, Mary Jane as, as a character with Peter was good for exposition because, because yeah. if, if, if the reader didn't know what was going on, Peter could explain it to Mary Jane or Peter would explain the background of a character to Mary, or he would explain his history of this character. So, so she was good for updating the reader without being too obvious of exposition like betty brant saying oh look it's arthur bryce the european industrialist coming from old money that kind of thing which we talked about last month anyway so he changes arthur stacy then you know so he was in britain he was an older brother but then at at the very end of the clone saga howard mackey brings him back but he's obviously much younger doesn't mm-hmm. talk with a British accent uh, and yeah. is actually, I believe George's younger brother, not his older brother, <laughs> but well, 
I think he was he was an interesting character because obviously he thought that Spider-Man had something to do with the death of Gwen or whatever. He brought over uh, stupid. He had he had two kids, Jill and stupid ass Paul. Um, and yeah. uh, so they, they figured in for a while. And Arthur, Arthur was suspicious of Spider-Man, but he also didn't believe Spider-Man was a bad person. He just, uh, um, but, but it just, his, he, he just, just trying to figure out where he fit in all this. I like Jill too. I mean, I, I I think she served a, um, Mm -hmm. I think Jill served a purpose of being Mary Jane's friend because for Mary Jane, I mean, again, for Mary Jane to work as a character, you know, she needs her own, she needs her own group. She needs I agree. her friends, people she talks to, you know, her, I mean, one reason, I mean, one reason I think people, if people thought she was a boring character is because her entire life wrapped around Peter and all writers knew what to do with her was have her worry about what Peter was doing. But uh-huh. if you give her friends, if you give her a place to go, if you give her things to do, like for example, for a while, pre after the clone saga, before the reboot, Mary Jane was going back to school and she yeah. was studying, um, yep. I think criminal psychology. Um, and you know, so there was stuff that I think Jill was a classmate or, you know, they went together or whatever, but so again, a lot of interesting stuff was going on here that Bob Harris just completely threw into the toilet. Um, you know, so anyway, Spider-Man, he's meeting, he's meeting with Arthur, he's meeting with Arthur and and a detective snipes and, Arthur has been investigating because Arthur doesn't really, but like I said, Arthur doesn't believe Spider-Man's what the public and media have been making him out to be. And detective Snipes comes and says, the lab boys confirm your claim, Spider-Man, because in a a different issue, Spider-Man visited Captain Stacy or Captain Stacy, Arthur shot some webbing at him and said, have your lab boy, have your lab boys check out the composition of this wedding webbing compared to the webbing that suffocated Joey Z. So, so here it is. The lab boys confirm your claim, Spider-Man. The webbing you supplied me is a different chemical composition than that used to suffocate Joey Z. Mm-hmm. So someone's going through an awful lot of trouble to frame you. And Who we could know that it. be? I know it. The lab knows it. But the mayor and the DA don't care. They want your head. So, and, and then, of course, Spider-Man and, uh, and Stacy come to this conclusion of the person who's probably trying to frame Spider-Man. Osborne. Osborne. Of course. All right. I can only think of one person qualified to make an adhesive, which would approximate the qualities of my webbing, the trapster. Right. So, so they know that the trapster is actually behind the death of Joey Z. You know, it's funny because I did not remember this when I did the, uh, well, actually, no, I remembered, but we never found out who Joey Z really was because well, maybe they, he's facade. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's facade. <laughs> they made a big deal as to who is yep. Joey Z and we never find out. Who we Joey never Z find really out. Is. Look at all these Spider-Man mysteries from yeah. 20 plus years ago. Yeah. So, all right. Oh, abnormal. Oh, uh, Peter and Mary Jane are out. Mary and Peter turns into dusk. Yeah. And we get a little uh, little brief uh, history of, of the trapster. And, you know, back in his Pace Pot Pete days, the dusk. Of course, now Here, the spider- here's Pace Pot Pete right there. Yep. Yeah. From the, the, the old uh, Fantastic Frightful Four, wasn't he? Wasn't he the yeah, old, it was, uh, was Sandman, yeah. Sandman, the, the wizard, uh, and um, 
God, so, Electro, I think, was a member of the Frightful Four. Once. No, I don't think Electro was. Um, well, he was in Spectacular Spider-Man when they all showed up, but uh, okay. he, he wasn't. He wasn't an original member, I don't think. Um, yep. Who's the maybe guy? It was that, the Ox? Was it the Ox? Who's the, the guy that threw, threw things and they landed on your chest? Who was that guy? Um, he's a Fantastic Four guy. I can't think of it. But um, anyway, so here, so so the, the shocker, the shocker then comes after Pace Pot Pete as well. Um, let's see, why is the shocker after him? Oh, there's an open contract on you now that Spider. Oh, <laughs> so there's an open contract on the Trapster now that Spider-Man is off the table since Spider-Man has disappeared. Uh, so the shocker's in here. And uh, the wizard. That's Ryan. Very good. I couldn't think of the wizard for nothing. Yep. The frightful four says Hornacek were the wizard, Electro, Trapster, and the fourth spot was a revolving door with multiple people, including Electro and the Denny O'Neill run. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, so Osborne, apparently what's happened is Osborne, having used the Trapster, is now putting people on the Trapster's case because since yeah. Osborne used him to kill Joey Z, Osborne is trying to eliminate that loose end. So the shocker is now after uh pace pot Pete and dusk saves the trapster Pete from the shocker. Yeah. And so well, what, what, you know, so trapster asks dusk, what do you really want? And dusk says, I'm someone who was raked over by Norman Osborne, just like you. And I want to get even. And the trapster says, that sounds like a good idea, but of course, dusk, Spidey, Peter, what am I doing? Why am I doing making deals with the devil to get yeah. at the biggest devil? So, yeah. What am I doing? To be continued next issue. Oh, to be continued. All right. So adjectiveless Spider-Man from 1990 as launched by Todd McFarlane. Uh, we've got this one. Yeah. Another. We're a long way from the Todd McFarlane. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, eight, eight years. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so take me so, through this one. Anyway, we go. We we were back at the the uh, the the trapster. Just, just uh, is, chilling uh, with the the goons there. Well, he's chilling with goons who have been after him. Yeah. Uh, you know, free. He recognizes him as some freelance assassins because, after all, like we said before, Norman had put a bounty out on the trapster to eliminate him. So yeah. here are some guys who've come to collect, but the trapster glues them to the floor, and then dusk comes to take care of him yeah and look at him course, boom 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 so 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 the trap stuck in the middle with you <laughs> uh yeah the name. they're really they're they're really digging in the butt really digging in the well for these titles i swear <laughs> so anyway so after finishing off these goons and and feeling a little bit slimy by hanging out with the trapster uh Spider-Man slash peter slash dusk decides to go home and this is actually something i always I remember this panel just because I, I just thought it was amusing. And I wonder what I, I, I like the way Mary Jane is drawn by uh, Ramita. But anyway, Anna Watson, at, since the death of Aunt May, because Aunt May really died and really was supposed to be dead and yeah. not the genetic, genetically engineered actress. You know, so they're sitting there talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, because Anna was originally going to take care of the baby, help them take care of the baby. Uh, but now she says, sometimes I feel like a fifth wheel. It's not as if you and Peter are children. And Mary Jane says, well, you're half right. Because uh, mm-hmm. Dusk is Peter's back there going. It's a good looking. I, I know. Looking that. I just, I just wrote, 
I just really like that. I, I just check out that wedding ring too. Yeah, That's I know a, it. It's a it, that wedding uh, ring. I was about to say that looks a little bit more than Peter can usually afford. <laughs> uh, she must yep. have bought it herself. Look at the, I forgot these panels. These are cute. These are cute. Yeah. He's motioning and they're upstairs. Oh, Peter. Good God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. yeah we, we don't, we don't mind what we don't mind seeing Mary Jane's body, but Peter's look body. At, look at little... her. Check him out. That's so funny. <laughs> well, I mean, he's, you know, all these years being Spider-Man has probably yeah, made him in a, pretty good shape. Yeah. yeah it's probably made. Yeah, he probably adorable. is in a lot better shape than uh, I am at the moment. That's look, for sure. Look at those two. Look at that married couple enjoying being married. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Now Mary Jane's going through all their problems. Mm. They've run through all their savings between the cost of grad school for him, undergrad for her. We're supposed to be helping out and Aunt Anna with the mortgage on the house. They're just pretty well flat broke. But yeah. you know, Peter's got some trouble. Peter's got some problems. He's you know he's got to take care of and and of course Pirate is now that he's going back to grad school. One of the idiots that he has mm-hmm. to deal with is Paul Stacy. There he is. Look at that goatee. Yeah. <laughs> is that, is he a teacher? Is it Paul? Yeah. Stacey he's a, a he's a, he's a, he's a, okay. a grad assistant. So he's, he's a Brent, Brent. So we need more nudity and wedgies in comics now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, that, that Delilah pick is really, uh, yeah, that, grabbing her by the thong and throwing her head into the wall. Dang God. <laughs> you wonder, you wonder if that was like default, you know, DeFalco's instructions. Oh, by the way, grab when, her by the thong. Uh, she's wearing a thong <laughs> or if the artist just decided I'm going to have a little fun with, this, you, know, you know, the reaction shot, the cutaway shot of, cause nobody get- likes to, uh, I mean, as Paul Jenkins says, <laughs> artists, artists do not like to draw ordinary women. They don't. Uh, but, because uh, he wanted to make, because uh, originally he, I think it was Jenkins who said his idea for the queen when he created the queen that the queen was not a sexy voluptuous woman, no, well. because after all she'd been around since Captain America, yeah. you know she was an old experiment from the of the super soldier serum, <laughs> uh, but uh, the artist did not want to draw a middle aged one. I so. guess not. Hornacek says, "Welcome to Cheesecake History with Jr." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, comics is a visual medium, as is, they say. It is. So anyway, we find out that Paul Stacy is just a huge dick, you know, <laughs> and why Peter didn't clean his clock. And see, here, here's the thing. I thought, actually, Paul Stacy was one of my suspects for Green Goblin 5. That guy. He looks like a jerk. Yep. Yeah. I, he was, he was. That one would of my make start- sense, wouldn't it? A Stacy as a goblin. Yeah. That he, would make sense. Because, because whenever you, because later when Norman hmm. visits, uh, trying to think of who they visited in the hospital, but, but Paul was there and Norman walked in and Paul is completely deferential to Osborne. Yeah. You know, he's not, uh, you know, he's not smug and arrogant like he is with everybody else. He's totally deferential to Osborne. So, you know, to me, that was, you know, he's using, you know, Paul as his goblin stooge for various reasons. Evidently, Frankly, I, that, I like that one better than, I, I, uh, I like that too. Than what we had, which was a degenerating clone, a degenerating clone. Yeah. Brent, Brent says, I forgot. Tarantula also thrashed Delilah around in a thong and a different issue drawn by Steve. Scrooge. That's the art. That's the artist. Okay. <laughs> oh, Scrooge. that, that yeah. one I did not care for. Yeah. Uh, has Paul Stacy uh, joined the friends of humanity? No, that's during the burn and Mackie run. No, no, it was during, it was during this. Um, 
It, it was during, yeah, yeah. But I mean, not not, the reboot. This, not no. It was it wasn't after the reboot because oh, okay, the, my uh, bad. Yeah, no. I mean, it's it's easy to get it confused because Paul and Jill were brought back for because uh, well, actually, mostly Jill. I don't remember seeing Paul at all actually after the reboot. Jill okay. came back because Bern and Mackie were trying to set her up as, as a Mary Jane's replacement. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, because that. she kept showing up in inconvenient places she didn't belong, or or yeah. and then the infamous where they she falls off the ladder and Ke- Peter catches her. So they were definitely setting her up as uh, yeah. Mary Jane's replacement. Um, so hey, let's let's not forget who the uh, hero of this issue is. There you go. There he is. Ah, our hero, our Norman hero, Osborne. All righty. <laughs> That's right, because uh, that's right. Because Stacy is giving him a hard time, and one of the professors is again. You know, Peter has Peter has a hard time keeping up with the schoolwork, yeah. uh, and uh, but Norman is here to uh, speak in Peter's defense. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so so of course the the professor is thanking him for the sizable donation made to the uh, science building, new science building. And Norman says, I would do anything to see the further enlightenment of fine young men, such as Peter, you know, Mark, Peter and I go way back. <laughs> my son and Harry, he is, or my son, he and Harry were the best of friends. Look at this. And, look, look at what Peter's dreaming of. Yeah. Just murdering them. Yeah. Them. <laughs> yep, beating the crap out of him. Yeah. Now, see, here's funny. I mean, sometimes, you know, Peter is, he just sitting there, he just can't take it. You know, hey, he yeah. just can't believe that Norman can, 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 present two entirely different faces to people yeah. that he can be one way with, you know, he can come off as so charming and everything. And, and yet Peter knows exactly. And see, this is the Norman Osborne I like, you know, yeah. and this is one reason why I hated, absolutely hated the ultimate version of Norman Osborne because he turns into a literal monster. He turns you know? into the Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. He turns into the Hulk, but, yeah. but Norman Osborne is the monster. Mm-hmm. I mean, Norman, he doesn't need to turn into a monster. He yep. is the monster. He is the he's, monster. The, he's the monster that walks around among us. And only yep. Peter, and this is why I hated it when Norman got outed and everything, because it's just this idea of this guy who's just walking around and only Peter can see him for what he is. Exactly. And he yeah. can't do anything about it. So, yeah, that was but, cool. Uh, yeah, but uh, and, and and this is I, I look at Peter and I'm reminded of all that Harry could have been. Uh, so he's saying I just you know he's still basically he's he's I wouldn't say he's threatening, but he's telling the professor no, don't kick him out of school. You know, yeah. <laughs> don't. I've donated a lot of money. He's staying. You know. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, because it, it's like, you know, it, 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 it's one of these things he, so he just, it's this passive, he just does these little things, yeah. you know, on the, imp- on the ostensibly helping Peter, but Peter yeah. knows he makes not a good villain at all. Yeah. He's not helping him at all. So there's all these other things going on. So anyway, so, uh, Paul Stacy or yeah, no, Arthur Stacy, Arthur, Ar- and there's yeah. Jill, by the way. Yeah. Here comes Jill. There's- there's right Jill, there. and you know, because the because uh, uh, essentially th- he's wiring the dusk for light and sound, so that the dusk can entrap the trapster and and Osborne, and uh, she te- well, of course, Jill doesn't like. I mean, St- Arthur doesn't like Jill barging in on. Originally, Jill was going to be a cop. 
and I'm not sure not, why was that in uh, Life of Riley or whatever. Uh, How do you know, know that? I don't know if it was in Life of Riley, but it was somewhere. She originally was because I, th- I think I, I think she was supposed to be maybe I think maybe it was Life of Riley. She okay. was supposed to be introduced instead of Arthur, and she was a cop or something, or with Arthur, and she's a cop as well. I'm not sure why that that would have been an interesting subplot. I would have. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a there's a couple things, and we we. Begr- uh, Talk bad about the clone saga, but there's a two things that I'd like. I kind of like Arthur and Jill as characters. Yeah, well, they were post clone saga though. Arthur appeared. Well, Arthur, that's for, true. Yeah, really. Arthur appeared in Peter Parker '75. I think that's when he first appeared. I, I so like really their post clone saga. I like the I like them as characters, and they I mm-hmm. thought that was a good idea. I also thought Jessica Carradine, the burglar's daughter, had potential, and they never went any, did anything with her. Well, they couldn't because she was a, a Ben Riley character. I mean, it was kind of yeah. the, it was kind of the same with everyone at the the uh, the grind. Uh, yeah. And uh, what was her other name? The Jess uh, Winthrop or uh, something but, like that. But 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 essentially, though, they but the, but they did have one issue where Peter and Mary Jane went back to the Daily Grind, mm-hmm. just you know to see you know and and this other woman. Uh, De- I think her name was Desiree Winthrop or whatever. They, yeah. The thing is, she was going to be a mutant. I believe Jessica uh, Carradine. No, not Jessica. The other, no. remember when they set up, when, when the clone saga was set up, Ben was, what, what Ben was set up. And I remember doing this, it was potential girlfriend, number one and potential girlfriend. Oh, number two. Yeah. You know, and Jessica Carradine was, you know, kind of the, I don't know. She wasn't quite punkish or goth, but you know, she was a cool looking, you know, edgy, you know, reporter or photographer or whatever. And then Desiree Winthrop was kind of a Mary Jane clone. You know, she, she was like the beauty queen that would walk in and, and take command of a situation or whatever and and stuff like that. So, but there was a a hint that she was probably a mutant because I think there was a, uh, there was uh, something, I don't know if it was the Sentinels or whatever, that sent out something and, and it impacted no. all mutants. And at that time, she happened to get a headache. Oh, um, I got you. I got you. And at the very end, when they brought her back just to meet with Peter and Mary Jane, uh, they hinted that she had powers or something mm, like that. But, okay. But anyway, but, uh, you know, but uh, yeah, they uh, there was a whole bunch of characters that were created for Ben and they got like Jerry, you know, Jessica, since by that time, I think by the time even sensational started, Peter was coming back. So Jessica was yeah. written out. So, yeah. All right. Uh, so we got, anyway, we so, got the jerk so, here. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But, but before that, Jill says that he's, she's worried about Paul because he's not taking his medication. Mm, yeah. So, you know, it's, uh, so there, again, there's some hints there. And again, this is all why I thought because all these plots were go- hopefully going to lead somewhere, but, but ultimately <laughs> they all got, they all got shit canned. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, so the, uh, the dusk and the trapster are going to, uh, they're, they're, they're get bearing down on Osborne. The tra- the trapster confronts Osborne and is going to, going to crush him with his, uh, crush him with his, um, the hell is that his paste Paste, yes his paste so you know and so he's going to crush him with his paste but dusk comes to the rescue of course norman didn't really need any rescues you know he uh you know bust out (laughs) i love norman calling what is it paste pot (laughs) he doesn't call him trapster anymore that's pretty good so, but and I, I like the way Norman is dressed. I always liked it when he was in his green, his of green course, suit, yeah. his green suit, his black shirt, and his purple tie. Oh, you know, yeah. just uh, just I, badass. I, yeah, 
I mean, I just always, I always liked it because in a way, obviously it's just done because of comic book colors. Anybody looking like that in real life would have been, he would, you know, the first thing you would have said, well, wait a minute, the masters is that a way. Uh, if, but it just, yeah. it just kind of, to me, it just kind of shows how Norman in a way was so proud of his other identity. He just telegraphed it. Know. You know, it, it was just kind of like, he was just, he just telegraphing who and what mm -hmm. he was, you know, yeah. daring people to figure it out. But, uh, so anyway, so quote unquote, dust comes to the rescue. Look at the uh, use of black with this, with Ramita, yeah. what he's doing. That's cool looking. Yeah. That's and, neat. Uh, and so Love unfortunately, that. unfortunately the, the recording that dusk was trying to make with, uh, where, where, where Norman was confirming that, you know, the, the trapster was working for him, uh, that got that wind up being crushed. Uh, and you know, basically pay, you know, pace pot Pete tells dust that you've signed my death warrant because Norman is Norman is just going to find me and have me killed. And, uh, dust says, I have a way out of this though. And so basically pace pot <laughs> goes and admits on TV that he was the one who killed Joey Z and Spider-Man had nothing to do with it. Mm. So. Here, here you go. Here's some panels of it. I killed Z Joey Z, but he didn't really, did he? Yeah, he did. He did kill Joey Z. Oh, he did. So he's the killer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he is the he is the killer of Joey Z. Uh, but the mystery is we just don't know who Joey Z was. Oh, that's every okay. yeah, because everybody talked about what a badass he was, you know, and yeah. the thing, you know, oh, why are you, you know, you don't want to know about Joey Z, and you know mm -hmm. the the uh, he he was known by. Um, uh, Sebastian Shaw, Kevin Bacon, uh, you know, at Hellfire <laughs> Club, you know, you, you know, and it was just, uh, but yeah, everybody was saying why you want, you don't want to know about Joey Z. He was a real badass or whatever, yeah. but you never really find out who Joey Z was. But anyway, the trapster killed him using a, a synthetic yeah. polymer uh, that, you know, Spider-Man said, here, here's my webbing, compare it. And, and yep. it's not. so, so, you know, the trapster, you know, confesses to killing Joey Z and that is the end of the story. And that is Brent, the end of dusk. Brent says, so we know who killed him, but we don't know who he was. <laughs> right. Right. Six degrees of Sebastian Shaw. That's pretty good. The yeah. watcher knew who Joey Z was says Ryan. There you go. I'm sure he did. I'm sure. And we have now entered the last two issues oh, of wow. identity crisis, an hour and a half into We've done six and this issues. Is, see, boys and girls, this is why I saved it for the end because yeah, yeah, I knew yeah. it was going to take the long eight issues. Yeah. And, oh my. Oh, your your biggest fan, your biggest fan, Jr. Sarah says that uh, Kane knows who Joey yeah, well, was. <laughs> I'm sure Kane knows. All right. right, we got a good looking John Romita senior cover. We just looked at his son doing Peter Parker. Uh, got, how old is John Romita senior these days? He's got to be in his. 80s maybe 90 i don't know I'm, I, he's he's probably got to be in his 90s in fact you just god remind, bless let, him too let me just google him here john romita well, junior i don't want junior i want and juniors in his 60s as well well there you it's go like, it's like holy cow john romita senior is michael 92 years old 92 wow. 92 god bless him Man, and John Romita Jr. is 60, 65. Wow. Now, boys and girls, he's in great shape, too, by the way. He can kick our asses. Yep. yep. Now, boys and girls, next time you make fun of me, remember John <laughs> Romita Sr. 
I mean, Junior is 65 years old. And you're not and he's 65? Spider Man. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I, will right. be, I will be Check 60 out. before too many years, before too long, but I am not yet 65. Yeah. So, all right. Anyway, the beautiful pro- looking cover. The story starts out with the uh, ambassador's daughter from a Middle Eastern country being kidnapped. Uh, and the prod, and then the prodigy is showing off. His super strength and his uh, prodigy. Yeah. With he with. has because the prodigy actually what has happened is they're trying to kidnap the ambassador and his daughter, and prodigy shows up to save the day. With a Spider-Man nineties font on the prodigy logo. Yep. Not to be confused with the uh uh internet provider, prodigy, which was around at this time. Wow. <laughs> You remember wow. Prodigy? Come on. I remember Prodigy. There was, to, there was uh, there, AOL, Prodigy. CompuServe. CompuServe, yes. Yep. Yeah. Where did they all go? You know, it's funny. I thought America Online would yeah. be, I mean, it's just funny. I mean, I thought they would be the survivor. No. Nope. You know, I guess they were, but then boom, they're now. They're I forget. Gone. Warner Brothers bought them. Yeah. Right, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Because then Joe Casada started calling DC AOL comics. I remember that. Yeah. Actually, they bought Warner Brothers, I think. Oh, good Lord. Were, I think. But uh, yep. anyways, but that anyway, that, that, yeah, that was a few mergers ago now. It was, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. So yep. anyway, so the prodigy saves the day, saves the ambassador, saves his daughter and the, um, the uh, pictures are being taken by Daily Bugle reporter Billy Walters. Here's Billy. Yay. What in the world, Sarah? You still have an AOL email? <laughs> I honestly did not believe that existed. <laughs> I, well, I, somewhere I probably have a Hotmail email. That's owned by Microsoft now. Yeah. But anyway. I mean, it, it just, you know, it, they've just been replaced. It's like, you know, they're no longer the tech company of the day. You know, it's they're Amazon not. and Microsoft. Facebook. And, what well, no yeah. meta well, meta yeah, right yeah, yeah. isn't it meta so, God, it's yeah. so dumb uh, all right here so goes anyway. prodigy swinging like yep. superman yep and uh you know <laughs> billy right. billy billy says now that is what a hero is supposed to be wonder if he's looking for a sidekick well of course billy got all these great pictures jonah is really is is, is pretty happy with it and so is the co-owner of the daily bugle norman osborne our, our friend and and star of the show norman osborne that's right our hero norman osborne there he so, is right there yep norman. now coming to my office billy that would just that would just skeeve me out you know no it wouldn't you'd run in there with the guy <laughs> Norman said, hey, JR, come in my office. Let me tell you who the fifth goblin was, why I like blondes, how the glider works. You would run your happy ass into that office and find out. No, because I know exactly what he, well, you would, you'd say, well, if I got to go out, Norman taking me out would do it. That's I know you, (laughs) you know, because it brings to mind. Because Michael Bailey answered this question. Yeah. Because <coughs> someone, back when you used to take questions and answers on the, um, in the early days of the podcast. Well, now um, I just pop them on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. Before people, you know, but uh, when you would go through the message board mm-hmm. and I think somebody asked like, you know, Michael Bailey, what would you like to work for Lex Luthor or whatever? And Bailey said, you know, uh, you know, 
guys like Luther and Osborne, they're psychopaths and right. they, they are, you're only good to them as long as they can, you know, have a use for you. And then when you're done, they get rid of you. So <laughs> absolutely not. You would not want, these are not people you would want to work with. He was not, these are no. not people you would Sa want to be around. Sarah is with me. She says that you would be the goblin apprentice. You would be the sixth goblin. Uh, uh, you would get on a glider and we would see you roll around with Norman. I can see you would God, go to a life of crime. I know would, you. <laughs> well, that would be fun as hell to ride on one of that damn thing. I swear. <laughs> Throwing pumpkin bombs at people. You know? ah, I crawl space. <laughs> just blow the broadcast up. I could see you doing it now. <laughs> so anyway so you know norman is saying yeah that uh that ambassador is an old friend of mine and uh so you know billy if you uh, you know this prodigy guy you know maybe you can find him and i can thank him personally uh and with a little luck find a way to use him against spider-man so. <laughs> sex says i still remember Oh, uh, the message board question. What Marvel character would be the worst to live next to? And George immediately said the radioactive man. <laughs> and someone said the blob. Uh, the blob which... and the radioactive man. <laughs> that was a good, I, I forgot yeah, that, was, that. that was, that yeah. was good. Hey, look at, look at Betty and Ned just yeah, messing around no, here. No, Flash, this is Flash. Oh, oh, that's Flash. God, he looks like Ned. Hey, that's, Boy, that's, that, that's, that is so, that is so weird because two months ago, of course, <laughs> You told me that Flash was working ago, for the Bugle, and I two, mu two months ago, of course, Flash and uh, Flash was uh, enamored, and Betty were seeing each other, uh, yeah. and uh, when she decided to join the Cult of Love or the yeah the, oh, the students, look at them, look at them, yeah, yeah, and they call were, HR, uh, they're making out, and they're so making they out were an item for, they, they they got to be an item for a while. This was this was My. less crazy, Betty. So. Yeah. Don't mess with her flash. She'll pull out the, uh, the commando stuff. Yeah. I was about to say, become commando you. Betty on your ass, you know, blow up your apartment too. He actually, she's already blown up his apartment once. <laughs> Let's see uh, here. Oh does... my gosh. Mary, Mary says the first thing Jr. would do as a goblin would be a pumpkin bomb. Everyone on his list. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, you know, I actually went back to find out the sins that I knew. I knew Tyson's and Peter Palmer's sins, <laughs> Great, but man. I had to go. He's going to go through the list like Santa. I Claus had to go now. remind myself why Matt Murdock and Adam Winchell were on the list, and uh, I found out. But uh, anyway, so so we're inter anyway after Ned after Flash and Betty, you know, canoodle a little bit. We're introduced to one of the new villains that was introduced during this time, Conundrum. Oh, is this the Rubik's cube face? Person? This is the Rubik's cube face. Guy. Okay. All right. <laughs> so uh, apparently RIP Tyson. <laughs> I bet Norman has a list too. You sociopathic behavior. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now see, here's the thing. He, the, the prodigy saves the ambassador and his daughter, but yes, yes Mikey does apparently conundrum JR has is, the daughter. JR is still pissed at you, Mike. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, you're, once you Mike, once you get on the list, you never get off. You're done. <laughs> you know. I mean, you uh, you suggested that I looked like the uh, the pixelated face of who and the who computer in uh, Amazing Spider-Man 155. He just said you look like the Rubik's Cube guy too. Look at. <laughs> Put well, him on twice. All right. All right. He can't get on the list twice. Okay. He can't get on the list twice. He's on the list. He can't get on there twice. 
So I, I'm Netflix. sorry, Mike. Go go right ahead. You know, you can throw up all this other stuff, but you're already on the list. So, you know, <laughs> and you're not moving up. Tyson is still number one. So. Right. Oh my gosh. Oh. This is what happens when we do these all. Episodes. Yeah, this is what I say. My God, it's almost eleven o'clock. Once it gets uh, to midnight on the crawl space, conundrum is no typeface. That's true. Is Jr. Jr. is facade. Let's see. Here's another. Yeah, it's there you just, go. That but anyway, apparently, like conundrum has uh, has kidnapped the daughter of the ambassador, yeah. who I thought Prodigy saved. Well, That's funny. Anyway. So let's see. Peter changed. Prodigy changes back to Peter. Mm-hmm. Oh. And here we go. Oh, Aunt Anna. Yep, because uh, and uh, let's see. Here's another thing. This is starting another subplot that, and this is spectacular, right? So this is JMB yeah, spec. Yeah. yeah, and this kind of falls on the heels of um, Peter was obviously Peter being Spider Man disappeared an awful lot, mm-hmm. uh, and. Um, uh, so, and, and Anna thought that Peter was cheating on Mary Jane Yeah, and one time and, and so, like, camp. so like Peter, <laughs> uh, Peter like shows up and he's like late at night and he's, you know, whatever. And Anna comes down and starts on him. Uh, yeah. and Mary Jane's had enough of it. And she says, he's always gone because he's Spider-Man, uh, and then, of course, nothing. I mean, then it was like, oh, what a foolish thing, you know. But anyway, so Anna is, uh, you know, Anna basically is. Wow, uh, not, I do not remember this. A- Anna is talking about how she cheated on her husband with a married man. Is this what this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember this at all. No, well, yeah, because nothing ever got done with it ultimately. Oh my gosh. Uh, I met a man. We fell in love. We got married much too quickly. It wasn't long before Jacob and I, that was his name, Jacob Hillard. He was a radio writer. In those days, the radio drama was dying. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. Flush so of first so, love had faded. And there was, so this was why, uh, you know, and, 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 and in fact, uh, oh, he was a swinger. Yeah. People were starting to, spe- <laughs> people were starting to speculate that, <laughs> it was this guy who was coming back as Jack O'Lantern uh, that he figured uh, that this was going to figure into all these mysteries. Cause you realize, cause, and also as you'll see it in the, uh, as we go along in this story, because not only does Jack O'Lantern appear, but you know, our conundrum, but Jack O'Lantern comes back uh, because Norman had hired Jack O'Lantern to threaten Jonah to sell Norman. Look, at, look at Peter's face. When I he hears that his, a, his aunt is cheating. I couldn't care less. I don't want to hear about old people's sex lives and old people cheating on each other. I don't want to listen to this. That face That's just Peter. gross. <laughs> that does look pretty bad. That's like well, I put it back up. Oh my God. So anyway, so basically oh. Anna is claiming that she was accusing him because, but it takes such a prominent, I understand. I, and, I, and again, I don't know if DiMatteis meant this to go anywhere or not, because I don't think, because I think when a, people ask him if what he was doing with Jack O'Lantern and conundrum, he said, I, I don't remember, or I don't know. I was just making it up as I go. Uh, I think, I think people thought he was going somewhere with a lot of this, but Peter, he wasn't. Peter Apparently listening he wasn't. to Anna is all of us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, all right. Loopy so anyway, there's 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 this jewel that's on display, yeah. uh, and the villain who comes to steal it is the new jack o' lantern. Who was because this because this swinging is, with Aunt Anna. This is not well. That was what people were speculating, but as we find out in the Mysterio Manifesto, no, uh, never ever heard of this. That's yeah. crazy. Well, this is a well again, like I said, they never did anything with it. No, uh, so so this is Jack O' Lantern, but this Jack O' Lantern, hey, <laughs> and then, remember this is the 1990s, folks. So this is a completely this is not intended to be anything. But his Where? cat is named Maguire. Oh, uh, like he hangs, he hangs around with this cat and talks to this cat, and oh, the cat the is cat. named Maguire. Hold uh, on, let me let me get a picture of the Maguire cat. There's Mag- not to be confused with Toby Maguire. I know, has not been Spider Man yet. He this is not Spider Man yet. So, yep, there's Maguire the cat. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. So, this is a goofy looking picture of Spider Man. Hold on. Wait a minute. What's up with Mary Jane's face back there? Oh, <laughs> I was about to say, Peter, look like he. Okay, there you go. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got I, to admit, I've got a nice chest. Well. <laughs> Does he really say that? I've got yeah, a nice I've got chest. a nice chest. He does. He says it right there. Yeah, he says my chest looks almost as good as Jeff Goldblum's in the first Jurassic Park. What? Well, just go. Well, you just go. Is <laughs> what Mary Jane says. <laughs> so, oh, anyway, anyway. So I, I miss Salby Simon art on spec. So, oh. Anyway, so apparently the ambassador's daughter has been kidnapped by conundrum prodigy. You know, this is a theoretic, supposedly an old friend of Norman Osborne's, but of course, you know, anybody who's a friend of Norman Osborne better look behind, look, yeah. better look over their shoulder. Sarah uh, wants to know how many jack-o'-lanterns we've had. What's a guess? Uh, let's see here. Uh, there was Mackendale. Uh, and then this one supposedly see this one. Yeah. It, it's interesting because this one talks about the, you know, well, actually, he uh, with McGuire, he talks about cat. like an old mentor or something. This winds up being Danny Burkhart, um, okay? Because uh, in Mysterio Manifesto, because um, they um, Tom DeFalco, I guess, tried to uh, uh, supposedly this the, he tried to piece together, solve some, or, or uh, uh, answer some of the mysteries that were left behind, like the identity of Jack O'Lantern. Uh, and whether Mysterio was really dead, because remember, Kevin Smith had killed Mysterio off. Yeah. Um, and this was going to answer whether Mysterio was really dead and blah, blah, blah. But it th- it didn't. Uh, but uh, Burkhardt, I believe, was the jack-o'-lantern. But that was that was a retcon because I don't think because I think DeMatteis has said he he had no idea. He was just making it up as he went. So, so. what's this character's called? It's not Conundrum. Conundrum, Conundrum and Jack O' Lantern. Yep, they kind of fight. Yeah, well, they're they they both um, they both apparently uh, have have a history because okay. they refer to oh the old man. Yeah, the old man. Uh, like he was a man. Like the old man often said, "Your romantic streak was going to kill you one day," um, and he's telling that Conundrum is telling that to Jack O' Lantern. You know, so and hiring yourself out like a commercial uh, common mercenary, I'm afraid that would break the old man's heart. The old man's dead conundrum. So, but they, um, but anyway, so, but, but, um, so apparently, and see here, I was thinking the old man was going to be Mysterio. 
for yeah. example, that this, that this was that the, both of these guys, I, I wasn't really thinking that, that Jack O'Lantern was Burkhart, but considering that both he and Conundrum were kind hmm. of illusion based villains, uh, that the old man they were referring to was Mysterio and that Mysterio was dead and that he had taught both these guys. Conundrum never shows up again after, after the, the, the after the reboot, yeah. by the way, he's completely forgotten. But anyway, uh, Pro- Maguire senses that something's wrong. Prodigy comes bursting in. And well, of course, you know, since both of these guys are masters of illusion, eh, they turn in, they turn giant, you know? Right. So, Jeez. and this looks like it's the end for Prodigy. Well, this one I have no memory of. No memory. I, I remember the other stuff we've gone over. I don't remember this villain at all. And I don't remember the Aunt Anna stuff cheating. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, uh, <clears throat> so people were speculating that the old boyfriend was Jack O'Lantern. Um, because, uh, oh, and oh, what was it? He had, well, I. I Either it was the old boyfriend or because the thing is Jack O'Lantern had something for Marla Madison too, oh, yeah. uh, because it was, uh, you know, he was, uh, he, he's, he snuck into, uh, her apartment when she was sleeping and there was a book, uh, <clears throat> of poems or whatever they took off her desk. And, uh, he had a grudge against Jonah as well. So yeah. that was another reason that I thought maybe this was Burkhart because, you know, yeah. um, when Burkhart was Jonah was the one who set up Burkhart as the second Mysterio, yeah. you know, the, the old Mysterio had Mysterio had died in prison. Uh, it's, mm. I must say I'm really getting off track here. Yeah. See, that's but, it. you go down these, you go down, know, there, I, you go down and it's just, it just gets more. We, we have reached so, yeah. the last, the last issue. part. So and here we go. And we have a question about it too. Brent wants to know why I always wondered why DiMatteis left spec with this issue in the middle of a two-part story, because if you go here, you got Glenn Greenberg, the incoming writer writes it and special thanks to JM DiMatteis right here. I wonder why it says Stern on the front. Is that Roger Stern? Did Roger Stern help with it? I got Stern there. Maybe it's just a misprint right there. It says Stern. Stern, Greenberg, Ross, and Milgram. Oh, I'll be darned because my copy does not say Stern. Oh, what is your stay? It I'm on Marvel says, Unlimited. Yeah, it just says Greenberg, Ross, and Milgram. What in the world? What's Stern doing on there? Maybe on the Marvel Unlimited. Maybe, maybe, maybe there was something he had to do with it, or something he inspired, and they had to go back be. and retroactively giving credit when they maybe. put it in a new, uh, you know. Oh, Ryan says because Stern did the goblins at the gate right after is what he says. I don't know. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's get through this last. All one right. Then. All right. Well, you know, it, it turns out that, uh, of course, um, you know, Osborne and is, uh, you know, trying to console the, uh, the, the ambassador, his old friend, cause his daughter has been kidnapped by a conundrum. I love uh, that you just f- skipped over all that fight. And you went straight to Norman, <laughs> like screw the prodigy and the, the, the jack-o'-lantern, whoever that guy is. Let's go straight to what, wait, what's Norman doing? <laughs> yeah. What's Norman doing? Well, I mean, it's it just, it's just a fight. I mean, it's like, it's a, it's it like is. an old, it's, uh, it's, it's like, a bunch of, it's, a bunch it's of like fight. an old Mysterio fight, you know, it is. Yeah, it is. And, okay. uh, you know, so, uh, you know, uh, flash is, uh, you know, you know, asking Osborne, do you really think prodigy can pull this off and save the ambassador's daughter? And, uh, well, uh, and Norman says, you know, I, he'll do his very best after all have room, have faith, my boy, there's always room for another hero in the world. 
of course, you know, he thinks that Prodigy is naive and he can he can take advantage of him. Does so. he does he know Prodigy's sp- Peter? No, no, no. Okay. He doesn't. Yeah. he doesn't other than a hornet, he does and I don't think he ever I don't know that he ever <laughs> learns either. Okay. Uh because we go into Goblins in the Gate after this, uh, and then mm-hmm. we go into the final chapter and 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 gathering a five, which again just throws everything into the shitter. So <laughs> But anyway, Prodigy eventually uses his spider sense uh, to work through conundrum and uh, and Jack O'Lantern's illusions. So, okay, boom, 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 boom. Okay, are you, are so, you at the part where they he takes them to the police? Yes, yeah, yes. you're at here. Okay, yeah. So, <sighs> so he takes See, conundrum. takes conundrum in. Wow, um, Billy walks up to the Prodigy. Billy's interviewing Prodigy. Yeah. Uh, Prodigy finds the ambassador's daughter. Oh, and then uh, she's uh, she's about to give him a kiss. Where were you when I was single? How come I never got this reception? I was Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, but you know, oh, oh, Jack O' Lantern comes back. What happened to his mask? Why'd the mask go off? It's <clears throat> uh, a good question. Wait a minute. Is the mask damaged, or does he have? A I nose don't know out? because oh, there, he- no- there it is. The nose is exposed. Okay. So I she guess kisses he, his nose. Okay, I get it. Well, and then Jack O'Lantern shows up, but with Jack O'Lantern gets Toby blasted by cat. Osborne's goons. And uh, one of my reporters, Billy Wallers, phoned into the bugle that Conundrum had been captured and that you had come here to rescue Tabriz. I was alerted immediately since they've mm-hmm. been friends of mine for years. So Osborne <laughs> considers Prodigy a hero, uh, you know, uh, has a has a press conference uh to uh you know acknowledge prodigy and but prodigy has uh, something up his sleeve before i leave i'd like to inform you ladies and gentlemen i found an item of great interest a spider-man costume and i found additional evidence to suggest it was either conundrum or jack-o'-lantern who recently beat up mr osborne disguised as spider-man in order to frame him Okay, so that that happened. Uh oh, that because that happened. Look at that face. Yeah, yeah. That coupled with the trapster's recent confession, he framed Spider-Man for the murder of Joy Z, would seem to completely exonerate the web slinger. I'll be turning all this evidence over to the police right after this press conference. And Norman is just not not happy. Flashes. yeah, Spidey's been cleared, isn't that great, Mister Osborne? He wasn't the guy who beat you up all. After all, I knew it all along. Maybe you and he can finally become buddies, eh? Oh, jeez. I'll Eugene. I'll be taking the rest of the day off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, so, so Prodigy flies off into so the Prodigy sunset. flies off, and he goes home. And Peter decides that well, you know. Even okay. though I had I had a lot of fun being prodigy, now that Spider Man has been cleared of all charges, I want to go back to being Spider Man. And because two months a, worth of Spider Man, it, it was a spite. It was a a spider that bit me, and I, you know, so I might as well be Spider Man. But you know, it's very handy having that prodigy costume. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to hold on to it for a while. <clears throat> yep. So he puts it in the closet. Yep. Puts it in the closet. And then and the puts on the red suit. Yeah. Excuse God me. bless. Uh, and then the last page actually is Norman and Jack O'Lantern. Let me see here. Let me get to it. 
<clears throat> Here we go. Oh, Norman's smoking a cig. When does he do that? Oh, Norman's done that always, since the 60s. Norman has always smoked. Yep. You know, he was, uh, uh, I, I didn't think he smoked cigarettes, but he smoked Ooh. cigars because he was, uh, when he came back after, uh, during the clone saga or whatever, he was, uh, you know, had a big, he had Dude, a big he can, stogie. And, he can get a light right off of Jack Lantern's head right there. That's right. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, look at him smoking there. So, so it turns out that uh, you know, of course, obviously, this everything behind here was a was a, pl a plot by Norman Osborn, except Conundrum's kidnapping of the ambassador's daughter. Mm -hmm. um, but because uh, he had the, because uh, Norman had the jewel stolen, so that uh, that the ambassador would come to him for help. The idea was to recover the, uh, um, you know, stone and. Anyway, and then they, they then he figured out you know if they he used prodigy to save the girl the ambassador would be in Norman's complete debt so mm. but this was all but you know the the whole idea of killing Jack O'Lantern or capturing him was 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 an illusion as well because uh, now Jack O'Lantern can operate more freely. Um, here you go, Jack. Payment is in full. I'd say con and generous considered you once told me to go to hell. Hey, I figured a guy like you would consider that a compliment. You know, I guess I do. Ha 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 ha. And the next. next issue, the return of the hobgoblin, which was, which was the goblin at the gate storyline. Yep. Uh, and there we go. Well, Gary has a question about the next oh, issue. Hey, do you Clark. think goblins at the gate was a wasted potential story? It, it itself wasn't, but the fact that it never led into anything was another, uh, I mean, <clears> it was a, it was a decent story. It explained how Kingsley and Osborne could coexist in, in, in their, in, in the universe, you know, cause it was kind of like, yeah. well, what's the point of the hobgoblin if, uh, <laughs> the green goblin is back, but, uh, and then the, uh, of course, obviously green goblin five, uh, was part of that story yeah. as well. And working for Norman. And of course, Kingsley knew that was a fraud. The guy was a fraud. They, um, they so it, the story itself wasn't a waste. It's just that it was part of something that just was part of a much larger tapestry, yeah. larger plot and storyline that we're building. And it was all the, the, the they the, really the, haven't the 30 years later shit canned it all explain how you can have a hobgoblin in a universe where Norman's here. And they've tried to make him a costume designer like he, like, uh, he was originally, uh, when he, he was introduced in spec, uh, you had, what's his name became the hobgoblin and oh, died. Well, uh, Phil Urich. Phil well, Urich. Phil Urich. Yeah. He became the hobgoblin, then yeah. the goblin king. Goblin and, uh, king. Finally, yeah. Norman is, uh, Norman is carnage killed him. So. Yeah. Uh, alas, uh, which, but anyway, uh, this was, this was, but no, I mean, it, it, the, the thing is the larger question, there's, there was a lot of a waste here. There were a lot of potentially good ideas, good stories, a lot of subplots moving, yeah. uh, a lot of balls in the air and, uh, plates <laughs> in the air, I should say balls. Yeah. Kind of so the question was, so, was identity crisis a good story? Um, it was a fun story. Yeah. It I'll was fun. Uh, it was one of those, it was, it was silly. Um, yeah. you know, and ultimately the fact, again, it, it looks like it was a setup for, you know, because these characters can't have, keep coming back in, in one way or another. The they do at least keep coming back. Even you know, in the most recent, uh, Ben Riley storyline, we yep. brought the slingers back. Yep. Yeah. And, and it's like, I don't know. Part of it is just, you know, Marvel, why does everything have to be a setup for something? What, you know, it's like, yeah. it's almost like, why don't you focus on the characters you got? and make people want to read them instead mm -hmm. of keep coming up with all these other 
dumbass variants. Yeah. You know, if they had just left the, the multiple costumes as just kind of a fun, silly idea instead of trying to springboard it to launch new series. Yeah. Um, but no, it, was, was, it was a fun story. It's, it's fun. You know, uh, Brent wants to know which covers, covers you have the first months of the double covers. Yeah, let's <clears> see. <throat> you got them right in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's like the uh, Spider-Man and Prodigy. Okay. Here, I'll put it up. <clears throat> there you go. There's that. And then this was, uh, yeah, 257 and 258 spectacular. So, but, uh, I, I don't think I got a lot of the variant covers. I mean, it was, were uh, there variant covers? I, I mean, I think they had like separate covers of, um, let's see. I don't remember. Uh, well, actually, no, I was like, I guess they had one cover and then they had like a, uh, which was the gatefold. Oh, Oh, okay. And then, yeah. then, then, like you see, you have here like Prodigy number one. Oh, so, I see. Okay. Yeah. And uh, then you know, and then the second part of the Prodigy story is just just the mm. gatefold cover. But mm. like, uh, let's see here, part one of Dusk. Yeah, part one of Dusk. Dusk actually is the first cover, and then uh, oh, okay. just Peter Parker Spider Man is is within. So, huh. Oh, uh, let's see here. And then of course this is, this is just the gatefold. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. Spider-Man ricochet. That's just the gatefold, but this one, this one has Spider-Man as the gatefold and ricochet, ricochet number one yeah. as the, uh, the, the other one. And if then the th same, if this was the Marvel same thing with the Hornet, the Hornet, and yeah. then, and then like amazing Spider-Man with, Hornet number one as the yeah. So. If this was today, Marvel would put out both of them, <laughs> make them all variants. Is what oh yeah, do. oh yeah. Mary yeah. has a question for both of us. Uh, what was your favorite costume in the story? I my my answer is Dusk. I, I think it's I like mainly, dusk. mainly due to John Romita Jr.'s art because <laughs> it looked cool. There wasn't much to Dusk. It was just like a black suit without yep. any white on it for the black. But suit. I, but I think that as far as, you know, if, if, if there was an idea, although Peter, Peter said he liked being prodigy, but if there was an identity yeah. that suited Spider-Man's abilities, I think Dusk was the best one uh, because, you know, just mm. with Peter's, uh, you know, using the costume to blend in or disappear. I mean, with, with Peter's ability to crawl on walls and, yeah. you know, just, and his flexibility and, you know, uh, just Spider-Man, Spider-Man's flexibility, Spider-Man's mobility and ability to sneak up on people and detect danger or whatever. I think a character like Dusk would have made, could have made the best use of and, his abilities. Although, but, but prodigy and being able to fly and stuff like that yeah. probably would, would be irresistible to him. Um, Brent also liked well, Brent, like prodigy Dusk was too plain all black, but did look cool. I think if anybody besides Romina jr. Drew it, like this era of Luke Ross, I don't like. I like Luke Ross's stuff when he did Captain America. I really was disappointed when Salby Simma was replaced with Luke Ross back in the day. Because anyway, Dusk, uh, Sarah says Dusk is my fa her favorite too. Yeah, Dusk probably. I tell you though, Dusk probably would have been a difficult character to do on a long term basis, just because by being all black. Um, 
you know, you have to, you have to have highlights or whatever to make the character show up or not look flat. I mean, it's like, mm-hmm. remember when the venom first appeared or when Peter would first wear the black costume, you know, like whenever you, you know, in order that it just didn't look flat, like his feet, the bottom of his feet were blue or purple, or there was, you know, all kinds of things to do so that the character actually yeah. kind of showed up. So right. dusk may have artistically been a difficult character to do. On a on a long yeah, term. Gary break. wants to know if we've done Goblins at the Gate for Spider History. Have we done that one? I don't believe so. I don't believe so. I would have to check my list. I do maintain a list. I don't know where it is right now because yeah. my my, my uh, work area is in total disarray. We uh, <laughs> brought Spencer stuff back from college, yeah. uh, and so it's all down here in the basement. So I can't find anything now. <laughs> so Sarah says, "Which uh, character would you like to see long term, and why?" I, I'm kind of good with none of them, actually. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I, I you know they were a gimmick. They were, a gimmick, yeah, you know, and and just the idea that Marvel keeps trying to squeeze every like you yeah, know man. out of instead of just yeah, they, they were just gimmicks. Brent says we need to do Goblins at the Gate and guess who Green Goblin Five is. Oh, we've done that, haven't we? I Green swear Gob- we have. Well, I, I don't know. I'd have to look, but Green Goblin Five was 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 we've, Phil Yurk. We've tackled that. Yeah, Green Goblin Five was Phil Yurk. Uh, he was always yeah. meant to be Phil Yurk. Uh, mm-hmm. but Greenberg was told not to make him Phil or not to reveal him yeah. as Phil. And then uh, of course, uh, Byrne decided to make him the, the disintegrating yeah. goblin disintegrating. Right. Clone, so, Hey, um, how about for the next 10 minutes, we take questions. If you got some questions for me or JR, we will do it before we wrap up the show. We've been on the line for my God, four plus hours because you demanded it, folks. You demanded it. <laughs> and I, way, I, I was able to uh, write yeah. down the suggestions that I got, which were uh, Art Attack and Art Attack, uh, yeah. the Mad Dog Ward. Mad Dog Ward. So, but uh, since this is August, um, <laughs> first of all, September. either September. September September is going to be Planet of the Symbiotes. Oh yeah, give me a tease. What we got? You got the rest of the year planned out? Not the rest of the year. September okay. or September and October, both. It depends on uh, how long it takes to do Planet of the Symbiotes because I think it was five issues, but they were all big, annuals, large, mega issues. So yeah. it just depends on how Planet of the Symbiotes uh, goes. But no, I don't have the rest of the year planned out. But uh, um, I Looks can. Looks like uh, you do if you do Symbiotes. For two months, you got Art Attacks, Mad Dog Ward. That's four months. August, September. Well, they would be. Two, they would be two. They. Yeah. I, I. I. Again, I don't know if I would do Mad Dog. I, I, one, I want to see when they were, when they were published. Okay. Or, or the uh, actually the date on the issues because this. You know. The reason I'm doing all these stories, the thing is, they were all published around the same time, June through October. So yeah. it was kind of like, oh, well, I, I just might as well month. go ahead and do them. But if, yeah. if like, you know, Mad Dog Ward falls conveniently during February and Art Attacks falls conveniently during some other month, then I'll probably do them because yeah. they didn't last multi months. I don't, well, yeah, they yeah. did, but I mean, they didn't, uh, you know, they, yeah. they, 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 it was. We got uh, Gary in the happened. Frozen says, what we think, what do we think of Zeb Wells and JRJR's run so far? Uh, you'll find out on the review show at the tentative date. Uh, so far, we got uh, June twenty fourth is when we're our next live stream is going to be. You can hear us review ASM two, three. I think by that time, four is out. Maybe we'll have three issues on there. Uh, Jr. and I were texting about that today. Mm-hmm. We're very different. Mm-hmm. Jr. hates it. I like it a lot. 
<laughs> That's because Brad likes torture porn. I d- <laughs> we it won't tell you why I think Brad likes torture porn. But it, anyway. it, it did remind me a bit of Kick-Ass. I read Kick-Ass by Miller and Romina Jr. Spider-Man does get his ass kicked a lot. I, but, I uh, was I was disgusted by it. I was appalled by it. And, uh, you know, but anyway, but you'll have to uh, you'll have to uh, tune into the show to, yeah, June, to get the full June 24th. I haven't put it out yet. Uh, still working on a cast. We're trying to do a new show and a Patreon show, all three in one. Ha- show. Haven't figured out if I'm personally offended by it. I like it. I, I've never liked anything Zeb Wells has written, and I'm amazed that I like it. Uh, Sarah does not like it. She goes, absolutely not, but she does like the art. Uh, Brent is suggesting that you do one more day, one more time. Probably he wants to see it with the visuals that we do now. Uh, when we did one more day for spider history, we, uh, what well, probably was just audio if I had to guess. Um, yeah, you know, I, I mean, one more day, I, I tell you one more day actually falls outside my, the way I do spider history is, is up to when, the when I started, space. when I started on the crawl space, mm-hmm. you know, because the way I figured we all covered, we covered all those stories, we covered it when it came out, when it came out, which doesn't exclude not ever returning. We just but, haven't. But have the thing we is like, uh, no, I don't I think don't, we've, we've, I don't gone. think we've ever, cause the it's podcast started in 2006 mm-hmm. and I think that's your cutoff. Yeah, that is my, yeah. that's my cutoff. And that yeah. was, uh, because you got the first show that I was on, we were reviewing civil war th- number three. I believe. There you go. Civil. So Wars. that's how far. So to me up till, up till the civil war, um, cause we have done like since past, you know, we did since past, uh, but mm-hmm. up to civil war, we've not, I have considered that kind of the upper threshold. Yeah. Uh, and I always consider the bottom threshold to be like, uh, like ASM 100, um, yeah. would, would only because uh, we have done some older stories, but mm-hmm. I just figure that the Lee original Stan Lee run has been covered by so, by so often that yeah. I deliberately don't, My- plus we'd like to have more than one story to talk about. And, you know, Marvel team up didn't appear until like ASM 114. My request, which we've still not done is a chunk and all episode of Spidey super stories. I'd like about five issues of you just tackling them. <laughs> <laughs> that's you my know, request <laughs> you know uh, 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 that's not a bad idea that, i would that, love that it is, that, is, that, is, that is that would be a fun idea uh it's it, it, it i'd want to find the right stories though you know well, the one with the goblin dressed up as a woman yeah well you guys thought that was totally amusing God, that was hysterical uh, uh, I, I thought the, i thought the one with the hulk titled beyond the green door was well, you got to do those they were using a porn movie as a title you gotta for do it. thanos and the thanos copter the thanos copter i yeah. mean they even made toys off of that one so we got to well do they that did one. and it it showed up on loki for it example. did it did and and i was not watching that episode of loki uh spencer and my wife were i you know i have hated all these disney plus shows I haven't. I'm trying Even to. Th- I Haw- haven't. I, Hawkeye's been my favorite. I haven't liked a one of them. Oh man, uh, they're ju- they're bore. They're just all boring. Yeah. Um, and you know, Moon Knight. I couldn't make it past the third episode of Moon Knight. Uh, oh lord. I I, I you got further than I do. I'm, I'm stuck on episode two, and I haven't gotten I, back. I mean, you know, Hawkeye was amusing. You know, but yeah, it, you it. know, it picked up when the Kingpin showed up, and mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I, I will have to say though that Rogers the musical is hysterical. I yeah. uh, I I would yeah. go listen to that thing when I needed a pick me up or whatever because it's just hysterical. Yeah. Ryan, 
know, has a it question. Talks to me the magic word. <laughs> JR, out of the writers of, quote, just making it up as it goes with mysteries, is it a good writer tactic or should they, quote, they know who is under the mask before the reveal? Well, that depends. I mean, for example, when the Green Goblin was created, uh, I mean, Ditko says that he knew who it was, but the people that, but, but, you know, he, he, and he says that he sprinkled, uh, he didn't mention Osborne by name, but he said he, he sprinkled him in and, you know, I, 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 you know, but Stern knew who, you know, but, but Stern had Kingsley in mind as a hobgoblin the whole time. Um, a lot of times, I mean, a story, uh, 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 but the thing is you have to be honest. Here's the thing you can, it depends. I mean, a, a good writer can, can, can t- take something that he has no idea where it's going because sometimes characters take over the story. Mm-hmm. Unlike like say one of our problems with Dan slot was he would have a plot and everything would be altered to, to go into that. Right. Wherever it was. I mean, but if, if a writer, if a writer allows character to dictate kind of where the plot goes, you know, that can, it can go in different ways than, than he or she originally intends. So a lot of it just depends on the writer. But when the writer decides to wrap up his mystery, it has to have an honest resolution. Yeah. For example, because you have to be able to go back and say, oh, I get that. I see that. I see that. I see here's that. The, here's the clues. Yep. Yeah. But if you're, but like dishonestly, like I, I, like I'll give you an example. What I thought was a dishonest was when slot brought back the green goblin and we weren't sure whether it was the green goblin or not, that maybe it was somebody else, you know, cause I first thought maybe it was Gabriel Stacy or whatever, because the thing is that no, green slot, goblin slot didn't. It was, that green, you know, that Green Goblin did not act like Norman Osborn, for example. What, you know, what, what slot story are you talking about? Got, remember when? When? Remember when? Um, uh, 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 the 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 uh, Norman busted Norman busted out of a hospital bed, and then the Green Goblin showed up, and he started using these little kids to fly around as little goblins, and then he found out that this was during Superior Spider Man. This was, and, oh, and then finally okay. it all came to a head in the last superior Spider-Man story uh, with, uh, w- w- when the goblins were all running crazy and everything. Is that the cult of the goblins stuff? Yeah, that was part oh, of the cult. Okay. I yeah, mean, yeah, that yeah. was, but he was under the sewers and then yeah. when, when Spider-Man, unma- Doc Ock gave Spider-Man back his body and Spider-Man unmasked him and he looked like Abraham from the walking dead, you know, because he was this Mr. Banks who was helping Liz set up Alchemax and, and, but, but he didn't act like, I mean, n- none of this time did you really think it was Norman Osborn under the mask because yeah. he didn't act like Norman Osborn, you know, yeah. for example, when, uh, you know, when, uh, he, he quote unquote killed the hobgoblin, you know, and he said, Oh, I've triumphed over the hobgoblin or whatever. And then it's like Phil Yurick who says, I don't know. I better look under the mask and see, Oh, it's not Kingsley. I better not tell the boss. And it's like, now, come on. Norman wouldn't be that stupid. You know, Norman's come back from the dead himself. He know that he knows that people could pull it. Play off of Ryan's question. Brent says that the frustrating thing was that I thought Kavanaugh did with uh, who was facade was since the suspect pool was so small. On the other hand, Mackie had no clue who Joyce was. Well, Mackie did not have any use for continuity. Mackie wasn't a continuity person. Uh, he he would he would he would it was almost like uh, and I think Greenberg Greenberg basically said as much in. Uh, 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 life of Riley, uh, because, um, there was, a 
I, th- I think it was they were going. How do they explain? How do they explain all this stuff about the clones? You know, like then the clones not really being clones and stuff like that. Mackie had no interest in resolving all that. So I think somebody else wound up writing that Scarlet Spider annual that explained that th- yeah. that it really was a clone of Gwen, but that somebody had turned it into Joyce Delaney, and Joyce Delaney wasn't really re- whatever, you know. Yeah. But but Mac- but basically, he said Mackie had no interest in in really following continuity. So. Yeah. You know, in that case, whether or not Mackie had an idea for who, that was that was typical Mackie. It didn't yeah. matter or not. Um, as far as Kavanaugh, no one he might have, but I, I just it, it's like, but but when you read the story, it's just he's just trying so hard to yeah. set up this mystery, you know, and and it's like, and then of course, and then he doesn't pay it off. Right. Um, and facade wasn't that interesting a character that you wanted to see again you know like no. like what brad was reading from from the wiki or whatever you know it failed to capture reader interest well of course it did it's yeah. stupid yeah. <laughs> mr comics says he's happy that jr is back to be on the main review show because i'm no longer having to play the grumpy old man on the podcast because the young ones the uh, neil and kelly and several of them they liked stuff when i was giving it d's that I did not like. So, well, you know, it's funny because, uh, the, the beyond stuff, um, <laughs> all, all these years later, my daughter is actually starting to get into comic books now. Oh, that's um, cool. She's she, a new reader. What? Yeah. But, you know, but she likes to read girl power stuff. You know, like for example, she just got like a couple of scar. She got a Scarlet witch trade and house of M, nice. you know, she got like something with Gwen She, you know, she loves a black cat, you know, it's like, she's into girl power stuff. I don't know why, but anyway, but she's, she's, but she's been starting her, you it's know, awesome. she got, uh, she got, uh, uh, one of, uh, uh, Frank Miller's daredevil, uh, stories, I know, but, but she, but she was telling me what she liked and what she did. And she had bought an issue beyond and she said, uh, I don't like this, <laughs> you know, it, 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 yeah, it was, <laughs> but, but I mean, you know, she, both she and Spencer are determined to like what they want to like, regardless of what Good the old man, what the old man says, which, I, which makes me think they're not my kids, but, but it's funny that, you know, she, she looked at it without any kind of prepping from me or me biasing her or whatever. And she says, Ben Riley's a dick. I don't like this guy. You know, well, you, you now agree this, with the father. Yeah. So, um, yeah. uh, back to the topic of, uh, some are wanting us to do more spider histories. Uh, Hornacek says some of those spider history episodes were five to 10 minutes inside of a regular episode. They want, they want the giant size spider history. Well, you know, again, we, we've <laughs> talked about, you know, the yeah. history of spider history a lot, you know, cause yeah. people would ask, how do you get your ideas or when, do, where do you get the yeah. stories from and stuff? And, but yeah, spider history was just a segment. I mean, it when, was. you know, like I said, the very, you know, the very first few, I think Brad would bring it up to the panel. Hey, do you guys remember this? Yeah. Okay. Bye. Next. You know, it, it wasn't, it, it wasn't, it, it, it really yeah. spider history did not take off until, cause I didn't know what the hell to do with it. It really, it wasn't just mine. It was the, the it was part of the segment yeah. of, of the whole group. And then, you know, the, um, we did the hypno hustler store show, oh, gosh, yeah. which that st- it started to find its footing then because, and I remember why, because like, it was like Peter putting the web balls in his ears yeah. and, and, and Brad started, Brad and the group started cracking up you know about the web balls yeah um, and, <laughs> it didn't take much it doesn't take and, much and, now well no but then but it was like you know how how do you do spider history how, you know without just sitting there you know oh spidey did this then mary jane yeah. did this you gotta you have know. fun with it yep and and then then the joey z one went off the rails it did and yeah. and after the joey z went off went off and part of that was george 
participating yeah because george then you know he compared what i was doing he said this is like a drunk uncle telling you a story uh, <laughs> and, and that's how i've always that's how i've always described myself now really as a as a, you know a drunk uncle telling you a story that's what spider history is that's what spider but history then, is. then it it took its own then it finally yeah. after several yeah. it took a life of its own and became a show of its own but yeah mm-hmm. yeah hornacek you're right i mean it was you know, Brad would come up with ideas for the show and he'd introduce them here and there. And, you know, it, it, it the crawl space has been an evolving. And of course now it's a media empire. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> you know, so, uh, uh, and, uh, Matt bird has a question that's been asked several times in chat. We haven't hit it up, but, uh, what do you think of Joe Casada leaving Marvel? That is going to be on the news show that we talked about. That's one of the topics. Uh, June 24th, we will hit that one up. Yeah, but all I'm going to say is don't expect much. uh, Yeah, I mean, I think he was done. I mean, I don't even know what his job title was, honestly, at this point. I think it was, I think it was, I I, I mean, uh, I I don't want to go in and spoil, you know, what Brad may have in mind or what other people have, but I think his contract was up. Disney didn't want to buy him out before or something. And non event, really, it's a non event. Uh, let's see. Mary has a question for Jr. Earlier, you mentioned that Peter David was a great Star Trek writer. Did you read any of David's Star Trek novels? What was your favorite? I did not see. I did not read the novels. I was. Oh, I did, I know, Mary. I, I know. I. 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 When I for I I started reading the first ones. Like for example, you know, boys and girls. I have the very first Star Trek. Spock must die by James Bush. Spock Messiah. Price of the Phoenix. You have the ones before Pocket got a hold of them, huh? I I start I I start I I the Pocket ones came. The Pocket like ones the started mid-80s. after Star Trek: The Motion Picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After yeah. Star Trek, they were the numbered Picture like comics. Is when, is when the po- But after about thirty or so, I gave up because several of them were so bad. And see, that was that, you know, and, and Mary, you're talking about after a while, really the, the first writers of this, the Star Trek novels that James Blish wrote Spock must die. That was an original novel. He wasn't actually that familiar with Star Trek, but he was a famous science fiction writer, but you know, he often wrote and he wrote the, the first novelizations of the Star Trek episodes. But the thing was, he, he, it, he hadn't seen the series and mm-hmm. he wrote the stories based on early drafts of scripts. Yeah. Um, but then like the first star Trek novels were written by like a lot of fan writers, right. you know, like the, 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 and some of these names won't mean anything to a lot of you, but you know, for those of us who've been star Trek fans forever, we remember, uh, I think Sandra Marshak and, and she had a writing partner and they wrote weird, uh, the weird stories with Kirk slash Spock overtones, but yeah, a lot of the early novels were very bad. Yeah. And then Paramount slash pocket decided to upgrade them and mm-hmm. get real writers to start writing the stories. Yep. But like Peter David, I don't know how many original novels he wrote of the original series, but I do know he wrote like, uh, didn't he do the Imzadi ones with, yes, uh, that's, that, that it, was my answer. Mary was Imzadi yeah. told the love story of counselor Troy yeah. and Riker. Yeah. And, and I think he did, he, did, yeah, he did Imzadi also. He did a Q novel. He did. Um, I don't know if he did the one where Q it, it, the, the implication yes. was that Trelane was Q's. He did Q squared. I think it was called. Yeah. I think it was Q squared. And there was Q and law with Mrs. Troy. That mm. was a good novel. I like that one. Yep. 
Uh, Mary says New Frontier with Captain Calhoun. I read some of those, Mary. Yeah, that was a pretty popular series. Yeah, yeah that was an original yeah. creation just for the novels. So I like those. Awesome I, I, I tell you, here's one reason, reason I stopped reading a lot of stuff other than <laughs> I hate to say this comic books is because in my daylight, in my real life, I have to do an awful lot of reading. I do an awful lot of reading, professional reading. And to be honest, when they, my, my day is done, I want to <laughs> picture books with word balloons and TV yeah. is, is really yeah. a, about what I can take, to be honest. So, uh, here's a question. That you know, Peter Bay David was a great Star Trek comic book writer. He wrote, he, he had, he wrote, he wrote one of the best comic books. And I told him that, I mean, when Brad had him on issue five, the one he wrote with the security guard who got killed saving Kirk's life was a terrific, mm. terrific one part story. Cause it took the whole, a uh, red shirt joke and turned it into a great story. It did. Uh, yes. And uh, so plus yep. be, Peter David being a comic book writer as well. Mm -hmm. Could write Star Trek as a comic book. Like yes. the first DC run, the second DC run wasn't that good, even though Peter wrote some stories and he had a great one with the trial of Captain Kirk. But, Remember RJ blaze, his girlfriend. Yeah, I didn't like RJ blaze. Raspberry and jam is what the yeah. RJ stands for. Yeah, I, I did. My God, but like this isn't book. Star Trek crawl space, but uh, <laughs> we, we are both big geeks, Mary, Mary included and yeah. Ryan. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We're going a lot. How much, how long you want to go? JR? Uh, I can go a little bit longer. All right. All right. Um, Brent says, if we're doing chunks instead of months, my request would be single issues of Jenkins from Peter Parker. Those were good. Have we ever tackled the one where uncle Ben takes them to a Mets game or is it Yankees? No, no. Mets that's, a, that's a great one. Yeah, it, it, it is. Uh, you know, um, you know, that, that's a good idea. That that one actually is one of my all time favorites. I, it really it reminds is. you of your dad. I think you yeah, said, yeah, you, I know. That's why ago. I probably one reason I don't want to do it. I don't want to, I don't want to yeah. uh, break down on the, uh, uh, but I remember writing about it. It was one of my stories of the year when I used to write my Spidey kick spots article. Uh, I, 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 it was my story of the year for that particular year. Yeah, I and I remember way. reading it. And then like the last page when Peter and Ben are walking off hand in hand and Peter's got a ball cap on because my dad and I used to go to minor league ball games all the time. I just about broke my heart. <laughs> I just, yeah, <laughs> sweet. Uh, let's see. Have you read any of the Sp Spider-Man novels from the nineties? They're worth your time. Yes, I, I have. Yeah, yeah, I haven't. No. Um, I would recommend before it was ultimate Spider-Man. There's a novel of short stories called ultimate Spider-Man, Peter David and Stan Lee. Uh, did a um, origin in there. There's a great story written by Peter David uh, called five minutes. Where if I remember, cause I haven't read it since the nineties, but I think he tells Mary Jane, I'll be back in five minutes. And, uh, it's just a great story. Uh, Peter who shy town on our site did a review of that. I think on our site, uh, if you want to know a little crawl space history with the, the novels, you remember, well, the site was created in 1998 and you remember in the early internet days, there was a guest book. You could sign in and say, Hey, I'm on your website. This is my name. <laughs> so the very first connection I ever had to Marvel with the website was Keith R.A. DeCondido was the editor of the Marvel prose novels. And he wrote in on the, on the, the guest book and says, you know what? No one reviews these novels on the internet. Thanks for doing that. So that was cool. I thought that was great. Yeah. And I got an email from R.A. Keith. Uh, Keith as well, yeah. complaining that I wasn't reviewing the novels. <laughs> 
Uh, another good one is by, oh, what is his name? It was the Gathering of the Sinister Six. I've heard the Sinister Six ones are very good. And it introduces read, the gentleman. And they're they, very hard to find, apparently, too, now. So. Yeah. They they re-released them in like a, they never, the first one's really hard to find. They they bundled two of them together. Adam Troy Castro, there it just came to me. Mm. He wrote those. Those are really good. The Hulk, What Savage Beast is really good by Peter David. Uh, <laughs> if you can tell, um, the Peter David fan. Diane Dwayne wrote one that I Venom, have. The Venom Factor. The Venom Sanction or the Venom Factor. Sanction. Or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, I've not read it, but Diane Dwayne's a very good writer. I mean, she wrote some great Star Trek. She did novels. that, and I think she did the Lizard Sanction. Is that the name? Of that it? was it, the Lizard Sanction and the Venom sanction. Factor. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so if you can find those, I would recommend them. You can, you, some of them I think are on Amazon where you can get them on your Kindle. I, some of them. I have the I, very first one ever published called Mayhem in Manhattan that came out during the seventies and Doc Ock was the villain. It I was, it was okay. Marv Wolfman wrote it. Marv Wolfman. So yeah, it, it was okay. It was okay. You know, so uh, let's Mary says, any chance JR could, take on ultimate spider-man stories i'd like to see him critique and bash hulk goblins new origin or venom you, you oh, know i mean it, it here, here's the thing here's the thing folks uh there are so many i mean and, and, and to be honest i love your i really truly love your enthusiasm uh and would like to and and, and your faith in me that i can actually do some of these things justice because they're like i said sometimes like I wish I had done identity crisis more justice because there was a lot more in there that I just, dude, you gave it two and a half hours. <laughs> I know, but what really, else I you want to give the fans? Yeah, Come but on. I know, but I, I just went over a lot, you know, it was just cause I hadn't had time to read it. You're but the, the, the thing is there are just, there is just so much. It would almost, it would almost be a job to do. And honestly, I know I'm not going to live long enough. I could take all your suggestions and I would, I, I I'll, I'll die before I would get to them all because there have just, there's just so many, so I, I have to limit it to amazing. Um, I, I have or to six, but, but, six. But if you really want to know how I felt about a lot of those stories, I mean, I think Brad has still archived a lot of my old uh, Spidey Kicks Butt uh, articles. Yeah. And um, like the year in review, for example, uh, oh, I yeah. go into. Uh, you want, if you want to find out JR's thoughts, uh, by the way, check out the new logo. There you go. Boom. Boom. Uh, if you scroll down here, you can see JR's articles under the columns right there. Yeah. Spidey kicks, but it's also at the top. I, I uh, will have to warn columns. you though. I will, you know, it's funny. I, I year in review. That's what you're talking about right there. Right? Yeah. Year in review. Yeah. And like yeah. I did do, I did do like a special, like ultimate Spider-Man the first year. Go back, go back. Is it up here? Ultimate spider. There you go. Okay. There's so JR's I, thoughts. I, I did I did an article specifically on the first year of Ultimate, and then in subsequent years it was just part of my year in review. Yeah. Um, the problem I tell you though the problem is on that on these, I wrote these so long ago. Some of these are more are twenty years old or more. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I guess I'm grateful for Brad for archiving them, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for keeping them around and keeping them alive, uh, so that people can still find them. Oh, there's one more day. Yeah, you. you were just they were just asking about that. Yeah. There's JR's thoughts in yeah. one more day. 
but you know, it, it, the thing is, it, it some of these articles because Dark Market asked about one about using one for, you know, as a reference in one of his classes, and I I looked at it. I said, oh, I said, Mark, I got there's a couple of things I said here, a couple of words I use. Yeah. I said I did that 20 years ago. I would not do that again. <laughs> um, there was a lot of stuff. I tell you what, a lot of not out long after nine one nine eleven happened, I was really angry about nine eleven and some things, mm-hmm. and I said a lot of things that I would not say now. Uh, yeah. and, and then just to just be an older, you know, uh, I mean, being a man, I'm almost 60 years old now and I actually started writing those before I was 40 and, you know, just your outlook, your on ch- things change. And I, there was somebody who really loathes my story writing really loathes it. Uh, and you know, I've seen some of the stuff he said and it's like, Oh, that didn't age well. Did it? That didn't age well. It's like, well, no, cause it was written 20 years ago. <laughs> you know, it, it was just my rambling thoughts 20 years ago. And, yeah. you know, it's, 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 it, it wasn't meant to be, uh, you know, yeah. religiously followed. It's just meant to be read for fun by a crazy, you know, but anyway, um, th- but they are there if you do want to know what my yeah. thoughts on ultimate at the time were. So, uh, about the novels, uh, down these mean streets. So Sarah's good. I've not read, I have that one. I've not read it. That's, a, I think, a Doc Ock introducing a designer drug story, I think. Yeah. Venom's Wrath. That one I did read. DeCandido wrote that one, I think. I kind of remember that one. Man, it's been 20 plus years ago, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Did anyone read the super thriller junior novels like Choose Your Own Event? No. Nope. I never read those. Nope. I think I was a little too old because these those 90s novels came out when I was in college. Uh, well, you know, and another thing, not with just these Spider-Man ones, but the Star Trek ones you mentioned earlier, yeah. so many of them started coming out, you know, oh, you I just know. could, you just couldn't keep up with them all. And, and it's like yeah. comic book collecting in a way, once you find or baseball card collecting, which I, cause I used to collect baseball cards. Once you realize you can't catch them all, <laughs> you, it's like you lose interest, you know, you can't get them all. Brent wants to know what's your favorite story of, of 2007 black and black or one more, the one more day year. Did you oh, do that God. one? Did you do I've that? Ne- I never finished that one. Two th- oh, you know, it's you're still asking for it. My God. <laughs> I know, you know, folks again, I'm sorry, but you know, I, I, it's hard to explain, you know, because you Here, look at this though. Spider-Man 2007, the road to hell. Is that what they're talking about? Yeah, that was, yeah. 2007 was the year that was the, it was going to be co- the whole year was going to usually what I did was in the year, in the year in review, I didn't write them all at once. I wrote them in chunks like, you know, yeah. uh, uh, you know, like one, one, it, one month would cover amazing. The next month would cover spectacular or whatever. And then I would consolidate them all into mm-hmm. a year in review. 2007 is when I gave up writing. There were a lot of things going on. I'm trying to think Spencer was, it's one of those things because really the writing did take a lot of time and you, you know, and that's when you joined the podcast. So you didn't have to write. You had to talk. That was, that was saying part of it was, you know, they took a lot of time uh, and it was getting to be Spencer was getting older and I see, I didn't, it's kind of hard to explain. I didn't spend a lot of time with my daughter one, cause I traveled more and my daughter was in, involved in v- dancing. And so mm. actually my wife was the one who went out with her and did that. But when Spencer was born and he got to be five and six years old, because my daughter was out doing stuff with her mom, I was taking care of Spencer a lot. So mm-hmm. Spencer and I were spending a lot. And, and to be honest, some of the best years of my life when mm-hmm. Spencer was little, you know, and I just re- said, I would rather do this. 
you yeah, know, no I mean, it's fun writing about Spider-Man, but it did take a long time. Mm-hmm. And, and also uh, my responsibilities at work increased just yeah. a lot of things. You know, I'm trying to think 2006. How old was I? So I was like in my early 40s. So you were you me. Know? <laughs> well, I'm not my, I'm my mid forties, but with much more hair. No shit. Um, so really, <laughs> so really, life just got in the way. Life just took over. Yeah. You know, like not long during when I was trying to write 2007. I think I was writing it really in 2008, 2009. Spencer, I, Spencer's first year of baseball, I was his coach. Which can oh, you imagine yeah. how awful it was for that poor God. kid? So you'd I, use I, your goblin voice. No, I did not. Use get on goblin. base, yell it all back. Get on base. That I, I got. I got dragged into that because it's basically the the league said we don't have a coach for this team, and if you don't coach it, we're going to break it up and send all the kids somewhere to oh. other teams. And so I said, it's your uh, Peter I'll, Parker responsibility. I'll, I'll do it, but I never coached again. I mean, but, but you know, things like that were happening. So, and I gave the writing yeah. up also two more reasons. I gave the writing up one Brad was right. Once, once, once I was invited to the crawl space and then never left, <laughs> that was kind of the release. That, that was me. kind of the, you know, so like <laughs> we're talking about all the current stories. So it's like, yeah. why would I write like years in review or whatever when I've already talked about it and two, one more day happened and brand new day was so awful. And it was the reason, like the reason I set out the whole beyond thing. Why, why write or talk about something when you're going to say, I hated it. I hated it. I hated it every time. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gary and the frozen said, JR and Brad, you two are the best. Thank you for all you do. I learned so much from you guys. I'm always so entertained. Thank there you. you go. We tried. Thank you, sir. Thank you. We tried. Uh, Ryan says great show. I mean, Mer- we love Spider-Man. I mean, we genuinely love Spider-Man. And, we do. And, and it's, it's, it's funny, even in our old age, I mean, Spider-Man, and it, what I love is that Spider-Man appeals. See, this is the thing, you know, Marvel it is it, it, Marvel. They think that they have to do something to Spider-Man, make him young or make him unmarried. We have to do something weird to make him. A, no, Spider-Man has always appealed to people. You don't mm-hmm. have to fix him. You don't have to say, oh, he's single or, oh, he's 15 or whatever. People love Spider-Man because he's the yeah. ordinary guy who becomes a superhero. You don't have to mm-hmm. F with him to make him yeah. popular. He just is. So Brent, it, Brent says he wasn't trying to bug you about the article. He just wondered what your favorite of. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, no, I'm sorry. But, yeah, but, but no, you, you, you raised a good question. You raised a good, uh, d- d- because that was when I stopped writing. So why did I stop writing? Blah, blah, blah. Favor was probably back in black. I mean, it, it, the, unfortunately the it's like they, they, they stretched it out too long. Cause like I said, then you have like, like one whole page of the sniper just sleeping. You know, but the, but, but when the, Spider-Man the, grabs by Ron Garney art, grabs the Kingpin by the, the yeah. flesh, the, the, the flesh, JM, J, I mean, JM, JM, Mateus, J. Michael Straczynski. Right. He, his Spider-Man run was very uneven, I thought, but when you compare it, like with a lot of stuff that's come over the years, mm-hmm. give anything to have him back doing Spider-Man, but yeah. That story where he faces the kingpin. I mean, it's just it's so theat- it's just so you wish they would do it for a movie because it's like because the whole pri- it's like a the, like the Roman Coliseum and the gladiators, you know, all the prisoners are sitting there watching. And yeah. then the kingpin comes out and he makes it. He, he, he orates about, you know, I mean, the definition of a chump. The chump who said, let's the man in the iron mask tell him to, you know, and so Peter is there and Peter is like, you know. 
uh, he has his bottoms on, but he doesn't have his, his mask or his shirt on. Right. You know, it's just, it is a great right. theatrical story. I would love to see it adapted in some form or another. Uh, and with Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man, I think would, uh, I think he would be the. With Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin. Yeah, 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 he could definitely do it. So, yeah, that probably would be my favorite story in 2007. And it's a genuinely fun, good story. It's just a shame that everything else went into the shitter. Gary says, uh, oh, hold on. Mary says, uh, thank you, JR and Brad. You guys are the best. I know JR hinted at it, but what were you guys' thoughts on Doctor Strange 2? I liked it. I give it an A minus. I didn't go see it. I saw enough of it on the web. And once I saw that the Illuminati, how the Illuminati went out like bitches, I said, I am not, I am not watching this piece of shit. And I haven't. It's disgusting. I have it. It was stupid. Absolutely uh, stupid. Well, put it in context. Watch, watch the film and then give it a grade. Don't, no, watch. no, don't, don't take my word for it. <laughs> It'll don't. be on Disney plus in July. You can watch it. Come on. Have, have Spencer over to the house. No, no. Spencer's in Michigan with this girl, you know, no Spencer, right. <laughs> Spencer's living in Michigan right now. All right. Way, Cuddle way. up on the couch with the missus. Oh God. No, <laughs> honestly, God, do you hate me that much? I do. Uh, uh anyway, <laughs> I liked it. Mary Jr. is a superhero dad says Mary. Uh, I wish I, I wish I was, I tell you, you it's, are. it's the most, res- it, it's, you know, it's one reason I'm drawn to the Osborne dynamic, really, you know, the, uh, you know, cause I've been both Harry and Norman. You know, uh, being a father, is, being a parent is, uh, it, it is the greatest thing in the world. And I said, I'm saying this sincerely. I'm not reading it out of a Hallmark card. June it's the greatest thing in the world. But un- unfortunately, along with the joy comes a lot of heartache. Uh, and some, some of it you're, you are responsible for. And those are the things, unfortunately, that, that bought, that may bother you the rest of your life. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're getting your, you're getting yours, Brad, when, when you're, when your little girl, she turns <laughs> grows 12, up. she turns 12 uh, next month. You believe yeah, that? Yeah. Brent no, I says, can't. I take it door love and thunder isn't in JR's future. Nope. Nope. Not at all. June not 22nd, despised. by the way. Mr. Comics says Dr. Strange is on Disney plus give it a shot. See if you like it. See if Honestly you like God, it. Why, why would you, why, why would you introduce John Krasinski, John Krasinski in that role when everybody's demanded right. and then take and him out just like that. Take him out. Yeah. I, he did. Why, why would you do that? To show so, how badass Scarlet Witch is. But anyway, but she's not, she's not, she's not, I'm sorry. <laughs> she's not, she can't even support her own title. Oh. She can't even support her own title. So don't give her a fucking, me, don't uh, give her a movie. <laughs> you drop an f bomb for the first. But time. My daughter loves the scar. My daughter, <laughs> hey, no, my daughter loves Wanda. I've I got, love, I've I got Wanda hey, too. My, my daughter, uh, and I don't show these pictures for obvious reasons. My daughter dresses up as all these. She's, co- well, she's taking she pictures cosplays? of herself. That's cool, man. As Wanda, as as Spider Gwen, as uh, nice, as uh, Bla- uh, Felicia, uh, po- uh, po- po- uh, Poison Ivy, and I, I ask, I ask Spencer, hey Spencer, are you going to show your uh, show your friends? Uh, pictures of your sister as poison ivy and he wrote back never um, <laughs> no but no but but no i just it's real, like, you know. real quick uh well they talked about thor and i just read it this afternoon there uh, the have you heard the plot of the new thor of the new hulk book because hulk is fighting thor in the current hulk book have you heard the plot of what the hulk book is so i've been reading the hulk i've read 60 years of the hulk i've, I've read every issue of the hulk Hulk is my second favorite character. This is the absolute worst run on the Hulk of all time. In my opinion, Donnie Cates is writing it. I liked his venom. Uh, So imagine Jr. Bruce Banner, 
creates a bridge that looks like the Enterprise. He has a captain's seat. He is inside the Hulk's brain. Oh, God. And he calls down to the engine room for more power from Mr. Scott. So he throws things to tick the Hulk off. So he'll he'll throw zombies at the Hulk and the and he'll increase more power, Mr. Scott. And they you literally see them slide up to pit more pissed off the Hulk. So Bruce Banner is Captain Kirk. The Enterprise is the Hulk, and he's driving the Hulk like he's the captain of the ship. That is the absolute worst Hulk. And I just read they're doing a, a, a crossover. It's actually much better than what I've been reading, but Hulk and Thor fight and Hulk blows up. Gamma air uh, affects Thor. Now it's Thor Hulk and Th- Thor smash was the latest issue I read. So anyway, yes, you know, somebody, somebody like Peter David could probably take that concept and make it work. But not, I don't know. Like, but the thing, but you're right. It takes a very special person to take it's such not an absurd. Yeah. To Mary take an says, absurd yes, Mary book. is not liking the Hulk book. I agree with you, Mary. Brent asks, is this worse than Burns run? No, man. Burns run. I liked the first in the eighties. Uh, I didn't mind the Ron Garney burn Hulk that lasted like six issues in the nineties. This is by far the absolute worst Hulk I've ever read. Uh, yes, Mary, they dropped the progress made in Immortal Hulk. <laughs> the new Hulk book sounds like a Eddie Murphy movie, Meet Dave, where Murphy's body is a ship, and little aliens live inside him and drive him around. <laughs> That's so true, Horn. <laughs> Meet Dave, I forgot about that film. Oh, my God. JR, should we call it? I'm exhausted. We were talking about Eddie Murphy movies. Yeah, uh, Everybody, thank you for putting up with all of this for these. Oh, guys. my God. Yeah. Um... 24th, JR and I'll be back uh, with a cast of characters to review uh, the modern issues. We've got some spider news. We're going to do a Patreon episode that night, I think. Um, you guys are awesome. It's, we've been on <laughs> the line for a long time. And Planet of the Symbiotes come uh, September. So September. Uh, All right, everybody. Have a good night. We are Well, that's a wrap on that episode. I hope you liked it. Uh, One more time before we wrap it all up, I want to remind you about uh, patreon.com slash crawlspace. Log on there to get exclusive thank you content, which uh, one of them is the Spider Satellites, where we review all the books that aren't amazing on that episode. That's a thank you to people that help support this podcast on our website each and every month through Patreon. There's also several other podcasts that are up there that are fun to listen to. Uh, that I think you'll get a kick out of. But again, it's patreon.com slash crawlspace for exclusive content and also support things you like, like this podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. 